across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Lollipop Man suspended for stopping fire engine. EU leaders meet to discuss migrant crisis. A new survey highlights drugs found in schools. BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is taking place into why Lollipop Man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. An eyewitness says firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street. More from Lee Agnew. The fire engine had been called to an out-of-control bonfire on St Ethelwood Avenue, but as it approached the entrance to William Austin Junior School, the lollipop man allowed the children to cross the road. A woman who lives nearby says he then tried to get a second group to cross and the firefighters got out to confront him. Luton Borough Council has suspended the attendant and has requested CCTV footage from the fire engine to establish what happened. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. More than 800 people drowned off Libya's coast at the weekend. Italian officials say EU countries must act to prevent further tragedies. The Prime Minister insists Britain is ready to help. Let's have a comprehensive approach. Yes, we need search and rescue. We can play a role with that, but let's also go after the effectively the modern slave traders. Let's go after these appalling people that are encouraging people to get on boats and cross the Mediterranean. Tributes have been paid to a Milton Keynes teenager who has died in hospital the day after her 18th birthday. Justine Connolly was in collision with a car on the V2 Tattenhoe Street, close to her Medbourne home on Friday afternoon. The Milton Keynes College student died yesterday at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. College principal Dr Julie Mills has paid tribute to a fun, bubbly and popular student. Hundreds of school children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises across the country, according to new figures. In the last three years, one case of heroin in Hertfordshire, two cases of crack cocaine in Bedfordshire and one case in the Thames Valley have been discovered by police. More from Sophie Solaria. The data from 34 police forces across England and Wales dating back to 2011 show Class A drugs such as heroin and crack cocaine were among the illegal substances seized. Others confiscated by police included cocaine, LSD, amphetamines and ecstasy, with cannabis being the most widely used. Teachers have described the figure as a worry. Thameslink and East Midlands trains from Bedford and Luton into London should be running as normal this morning following major disruption last night. There were delays and cancellations after a person was hit by a train at Hendon. A group of health experts says poor diet rather than lack of exercise is to blame for the obesity epidemic. They say obesity has rocketed in the past 30 years while there's been little change in physical activity levels. In sport, England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. The weather, a cloudy start, but brightening up through the morning with sunshine this afternoon. The maximum temperature, 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. That's what I felt like doing 25 minutes ago, but that's not an option for me. It's not an option. I can't, my love. I have to stay here for the next three hours. 
and guide this damaged ship to calmer water. Oh, I watched a great documentary yesterday. Donald Crowhurst. Anybody? Anybody? Donald Crowhurst, guys, anybody? No? Is the... Go. No! Donald Crowhurst. Man, what a film that was. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Ah. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Donald Crowhurst, 1968, he's just a bloke. He enters a, a, a race set up by a newspaper to be the first person to sail around the world single-handedly, non-stop, right? And he's up against proper sailors. He ain't got a clue. <laughs> he hasn't got a clue. And he fakes it. And he goes mad, and it's and he's recorded it all, and it's it's wonderful, it's heartbreaking, it's oh, it's it was a great film. Oh, fun times! Hey. Uh, now the first hour of the show, we haven't come up with a name yet. We've got some. We're not going to decide till next week. We'll decide next yep. week when Kath's back. So yep. far, the, 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 my favourite ones so far, and let's be honest, it's going to be me that makes um, the ultimate decision. So you know we can. We can wrap it up any way that uh, we want, but it's, it's primarily me. So the, the, my, my favourite ones are... Ragging around... Our Hour... Mm-hmm. The Yappy Hour... Mm-hmm. The Doris Stokes Hour. Mm. We're still open to, for suggestions. We're going to get little membership cards made up and printed. Yeah. We're going to leave them on a reception. Oh, I found a place where we can do that. Oh, yeah. It's outside, you know, the restaurant that we call the 80s? Yes. Outside there, a oh. little booth. Oh, oh, you really? can sit in there and make it. Oh, beautiful. We can yeah. even do that. We can do it online, probably. Yeah. Like five or for a hundred. Anyway, it don't matter. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we're going to do that. And uh, as you know, it's like a private club where we're, we're as, literally as many as nine people listen to this right now. Mm. And we're including the people on Listen Again. Uh, we ask a question that is only available in this hour. Seven o'clock we stop. Today's question was well, a corker. Mm. Doorbells or knockers? Doorbells or knockers? We'll give you the team's preference, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. 08459 455 555. Doorbells or knockers?
there. Doorbells or knockers, by the way. 08459 555. What have you fixed in the last 24... Oh. Mm, they're doing it, guys. Calm down. What have you fixed in the last 24 hours? What did I fix in the last 24 hours, Kels? A sink. I fixed a sink. I came in and Ollie, who works here, the young lad who's a little bit wet, let's be honest, had left a, a, little, left a post-it note no, in the kitchen. No, that's the cleaner, isn't it? I don't... Ollie the cleaner's left a note. Well, why? Really? Ollie the cleaner, I don't think I'm right, can she? <laughs> can she? Yeah. How? She can some, somewhere. Either Ollie the cleaner... Or Ollie's a bit wet. Why would wet Ollie do the washing up? That's a good point. But then yeah. why would Ollie the cleaner leave? Ollie the cleaner would have taken that sink apart and fixed it. Do you reckon? Yes. Because <laughs> she's old school. Anyway, the sink was blocked. I came in. I thought, you know what? I'm not having this. I'm yeah. a dad. Uh, and I started fixing it in front of you. Yeah. And then just as I started fixing it on Molly Webb show, the, the Diet Coke break music came on. <laughs> and suddenly... I don't I, want you. And I was um, sweating and showing my bum crack, and Kelly was feeling frisky. Yeah. We recreated that scene. I fixed the sink. What have you fixed in the last 24 hours? Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, mm. double, five. What have you done today to make you, you feel, feel proud? proud? Can, you, can you find that song for us, please, Matt? M people, what have you done today to make you feel proud? And when I say can you find it. I mean, in the next three minutes. Thank you very much indeed. He's never going to. He's find never going to. No. Now imagine this: both your parents. No. <laughs> <laughs> in, we had a line that started yesterday. Imagine this: both your parents have died. What? We changed that. That's we that's did, we yeah. changed that. We changed it. Imagine this: there's a fire engine on the way to an emergency. Blue lights flashing. The noise it makes. <laughs> what do you do? You get out of its way, of course. Well, not everyone does. One lollipop man in Luton stopped the fire engine to allow children to cross. You know I've got beef with lollipop men and ladies. Yes, this is our lead story. You know I've got beef with lollipop men and ladies. And this is partly why. It's the biggest story of the day. It's happening. Kelly Betts, what exactly happened? So fire crews were called to reports of an out-of-control bonfire at... An out-of-control? Uh, bonfire. Bonfire? Bonfire. Bonfire? Bon. Not James Bond. He okay. wasn't there. Okay. Bonfire. Bonfire. Like Simon Le Bon. It's fire. At St Ethelbert Avenue near the back gate of William Austin Junior School. They were on their way, blue lights on, as you say, and they were stopped by the lollipop man to let children cross. It got to the stage that the firefighters had to get out themselves and hurry the children along <laughs> so they could carry on. Flipping heck. Yeah. Uh, what? Oh, sorry, sorry. Ask me the next question. I'm going to. OK. This is our lead story, guys. This is the biggest thing happening in Beds, Hearts and Bucks right now. Uh, what? Wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Have you got anything else? Doorbells or knockers. What's the latest? So the lollipop man has now been suspended and an investigation is taking place to find out why he stopped the fire engine when it was on its way. Stop the fire. I know, I added a G. I didn't mean to do that. OK. But thanks for picking it up. You're very welcome. We want to find out why they stopped the fire engine. Luton Borough Council has requested C. CCTV footage from the fire engine to establish what happened and parents are very unhappy because the council did suspend him but they haven't put anyone else in his place and they feel the road still needs a lollipop. 
I've got such beef with lollipop people. I mean, come on, guys, we don't need them. Uh, Luton Borough Council, what do they say? So, uh, statement time. They've sent a statement. The council, this is what the statement says, the council is committed to the twin goals of improving road safety and tackling congestion on roads around schools in Luton, which is why we invest in 45... (sighs) Do you mind? Sorry. I've been... Which is why we invest in 45 school crossing patrol sites and CCTV camera car patrols in order to enforce highway and parking regulations nearby. There's more. It is vital that emergency services are able to reach their destinations quickly and freely and we have begun an immediate investigation in line with council procedures. A bit more weight. We are working closely with, with Bedfordshire Fire and Rescue Service and have requested CCTV footage from the appliance to, a, to, yeah, you know, to find out what happened. Oh, right, that's no, use, that's no use to anyone. Why? Can you, you got the song? Yeah, I know. What I need is yeah. just a clip of her going, What have you done today to make you feel proud? That's Ooh. fine, yeah. You can do that? Yeah, man. Great work, Kels. Thanks, boss. Great work. Sink. You off? Yeah. Ta-ra. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, do- Sorry, lockers? I thought you were going to play the whole song. OK. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five. What? I thought you were going to play the whole song. I know, you just said that. It's a good song. OK. Uh, it's not. It's a terrible song. What have you done today to make me feel proud? It's never too late to change. It's too late to... Um, uh, open your... So, uh, what have you fixed in the last 24 hours? We can carry that on throughout the rest of the day. But the question between six and seven, very, very simple. Doorbells or knockers? Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to look busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 junction 21A roundabout in Bricketwood, but it's not looking too bad on the cameras on the M25 so far and no reports of any problems on the M1 or the A1M so far this morning. There are some roadworks to look out for in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill that could slow you down at the junction for Marlow Road. And in Bedford on Paula Radcliffe where there's the roadworks at Clapham Road, which could also cause some delays this morning. But it's looking quiet so far and there's no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sam- I've got to ask the question. Okay. Doorbells or knockers? Doorbells. Really? Isn't that interesting? Nice noise. Well, the the problem with doorbells is you don't know if the doorbell's gone. If you're if you're um, ringing someone's doorbell, yeah, sometimes you can hear it, but sometimes you can't, and so you could be there for ages. Whereas with a knocker, dong 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 dong, you know you've made the noise. Well, then both. You can't have both, mate. It's an either-or. I'll, I'll ask you later, OK? Just think about it, all right, Sammy? <laughs> Why can't you have both? Oh, for goodness sakes. Why can't you have both? What, hey. what kind of... Why can't you have both? Why can't you have both? What kind of question is that? Whoppened. Yeah, exactly, whoppened. 6.16, it's Thursday the 23rd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And school children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises across the country, according to new figures. BBC Three Counties now, Radio. Not, you know, there's only a couple of kids. I think there's only one kid as young as eight has been caught with drugs, right? 
Are we surprised that kids have got drugs in school? Are we surprised? There was drugs in there was drugs in my school. I'm outraged. Oh come no, on! No, I'm shocked. Are we? Are you in shock? I'm in shock. Really? Yeah. I'm in shock as well. There were no drugs in my school. Well, no, that, that, my well, school was a proper school. Drugs oh, weren't allowed. For goodness sakes. Drugs aren't allowed in any school. Just one of them came up against me. I couldn't touch it. I was shocked. Yeah. Well, there, there were drugs. There have always been drugs. I mean, the crack and the heroin. All right, that's a slightly different thing. I'm not in any way condoning drugs. There were drugs in my school. I know people that had drugs in school. Going out at the... You go out at the back of the... Um, so they tell me, at the back of the playing field, there was a gate that would take you out to another field and a little bit of, like, a copse. Mm. And you... It was ironic. And you'd go... The, the hard kids would go in the copse and they'd smoke a little doobie and then they... At lunchtime and then they'd come back, you know. How old were they? Um... 15, 16? I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Really. I'm, just, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just. I'm, I suppose I'm not surprised at that age, but hmm. maybe younger, as, as young as eight. But there's only That's one eight year. I mean, it said there's only still. one. One. Hey, one is too many guys. Exactly. But I mean, um, uh, well, I, uh, um, okay. Hey, Dealey, this is a tune, huh? Oh, we Julie were singing this in the office yesterday. Oh, let's be having you. Dealey's coming up next with a, a, a disgusting... I mean, I don't know why we're allowed to broadcast. moving by itself. It's a great hole. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Put your head back in the clouds and shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. 
are not gay. Do I feel my arms? Do you mind if I touch it? I'm not gay. Where's me Woody? Tasty. It's okay for a little squirrel today. John McCrick. John McCrick. John McCrick. It's that time in the morning, Justin, when I get to say to you... Good morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning to you, sir. I'm on the street, so hey. the question for the first hour yeah. is doorbells <laughs> or knockers, yeah. correct? Yeah, and I, I was surprised um, that I, I don't think Sammy Bruff has th- thought this through. Mm. Uh, th- mm. There is a correct answer. Uh, 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 Kelly, what's your answer? Doorbells or knockers? Knockers. Tell me why. It's definite. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, lockers, doorbells or knockers? It has to be knockers because uh, the doorbells remind me of the Hyacinth bouquet, you know, and, and people have... This is where it... I'm, now I remember where it yeah. came from. I was trying to come up with a feature in bed last night called Lockers Gets On My Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't quite work out how to make it work, so it then trans- yeah. transmuted this morning into doorbells or knockers. Oh, if, I love that. If anyone could... We'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Well, give me another day. Tomorrow between six and seven, we'll do Lockers Gets On My Knockers. And if you've got a knocker, it, it creates fear. People answer it because no. it's, it's panic. It? You think it's the bailiffs? It's all authentic. Why do you like uh, your knockers? Aren't you just obviously? Yeah, well, yeah. Tell, tell us why, man. Um, I, I, just, I just think for me, it's it's that authentic sound. Doorbells these yeah. days are not what they used to be, yeah. and I think that it's a knocker every time. I'm on the streets. People coming up to me this morning saying, "I want to have my say on this." Wow. Sadiq, good morning. You're live across beds, hearts, and bucks. Doorbells or knockers? Doorbells. Thank you very much indeed. There you go, Sadiq, with his answer there this morning for you. Thank you, Sadiq. That's great. That's great. OK. Now, yes, we've got... OK. Right. Hang on a second. Let me just see where we are. Right. Hang on a second. Oh, I'll tell you what. Hold on, boss. Hold on, boss. What, yeah. What's your name? Tyrone. Tyrone. Thanks for joining us on the, uh, the first day of the programme. It's a very, very serious question. Are you ready to accept? Yeah. OK. Doorbells or knockers? For me, it's knockers. More authentic. For you, is it doorbells? Or knockers? Doorbells. Why? Because uh, you can hear them from throughout the house. Or clearer. Great answer. Thanks, Tyrone. Yes. Thank there you. There you go. Okay, so just remember Sadiq's answer was... Doorbells. Okay. <laughs> the phones have gone mental on this, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> they really have. Let me go to Jamie in Luton. Good morning, Jamie. Hello. Doorbells or knockers, Jamie? Um, has to be knockers. Can I ask you why? Uh, knockers have been around a long time more than bells. But we can still embrace modern technology. No, knockers are better. Thank you for calling, Jamie. Take care, bye. Could you clip knockers a better for me, please? But just remember, Sadiq's answer was... Doorbells. OK, so... <laughs> <laughs> Mate, this is what happens when you put something out on the phones. Early doors, get the pun there, you go on the streets. People seriously have been coming up to me this morning. They want to have their say, not on politics, not on the election, no. Doorbells or knockers. Later on today, of course, we're going to be uh, asking... What have you done today to make you feel proud? But before that, Justin... (laughs) Okay, boss. Doorbells. (laughs) 
<laughs> poor man. It was a right. very direct answer. <laughs> it's like he'd been thinking about <laughs> Anyway, a man... <laughs> From Hertfordshire, local and indeed very, very vocal, mm. uh, celebrates the phones are going nuts. <laughs> celebrated 15 years at the top of his game. Justin, you've met the man. What is his game? 15 years ago, Paul Hun from Hertfordshire. What's his name? Paul Hun. Is he? Yes. He broke the world record for the world's loudest burp. 15 years on, that anniversary, and he still holds the record. I have to say, Justin, mm. well done, hun. Yeah, well done, hun. Well done, you. Just to warn well people, uh, you will either absolutely love this or absolutely hate this, but uh, <laughs> I, I went to meet Paul yesterday yes. at his home to see whether he's still got the minerals. 15 years on, I went with uh, protective clothing yeah. and uh, sound recording equipment. Here's what happened. Paul, here we are in your home. You're celebrating 15 years at the very top. When you were at school, I bet you were a pain in the backside. Absolutely, yeah. I used to love doing this, especially when the teachers turned their back. <laughs> I can imagine it. I really can. Uh, did you ever think to yourself when you were at school that you would be a world record breaker? I never thought it would come to this, no. I always used to read the Guinness Book of Records, mm -hmm. um, as most kids do, but never for one minute thought I'd be in it for the loudest burp in the world. So 15 years ago, how loud was that burp, which got you that world record? It was 118.1 decibels. Wow, that is so loud. It's almost as loud as a car horn, isn't it? So they tell me, yes. <laughs> so we've got some sound recording equipment here today. Um, I'm going to stand back. I've got my protective clothing on. You're about to burp into my machine to see just how loud you can do it 15 years on. Are you ready to go? I'll give it a go, yeah. Before we start, um, how do you warm up for something like this? Um, well, normally I make sure I don't eat, leave my stomach empty. I breathe in lots of air. I sort of bend forward. Mm -hmm. And then as I feel the air rise, I just let rip. OK, just to warn our listeners, uh, this could be uh, very, very disturbing. Uh, I'm now going to stand back. Take it away, Paul. One hundred point seven. I mean, fifteen years on from breaking the world record. Some people may say your form may have dipped. That's still very impressive. Come on, it's, it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still hundred decibels. Can't complain at that. When you've been in restaurants, and I want you to be honest with me, have you ever played up before in a restaurant? I've done that a few times. Yeah, just can't resist. And just lastly, which countries are right up there in your opinion for? Um, for burping? Certainly the Italians. In fact, there's an uh, event that goes on every year called Ruto Sound. Ruto <laughs> translates to uh, burp in Italian. Yep. Um, they have a big event. And, yeah, they're very good, the Italians. Okay. <clears throat> we should be celebrating local people oh, yeah. and their talents. We really, really should, shouldn't we? Um, what do you think? You impressed? Uh, well, I, as a, you know, as I can't burp, Justin, so I, I, I find the whole thing. I, I don't You're like. Jealous, to, though. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. very much so. Can, can I just remind? Uh, we've had. We've got to be impartial in the days of the election. Well done, Justin. Excellent. And I know there's video footage of that coming as well. Mm. I look forward to hearing about it. Yeah. Uh, I just got to say, we do have to be impartial with the election coming. And this is a serious point. Um, so just to uh, to uh, uh, redress the balance. Doorbells. Knockers are better. Just so we've got both sides yeah. of the argument, yeah. Justin. I'll speak. Before seven. Thank you. Thank you, mate. 
Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the North Circular Road around the M1 Staples Corner flyover. Between there and Wembley, it's looking quite slow on the speed sensors. Looking at the Biggleswade on Normandy Lane, there's a lane closed for the roundabout construction at London Road, and it's not causing any delays at the moment, but they are saying expect delays on London Road coming off there at the A1. In Milton Keynes on the A42 on Standing Way, there's roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, so expect it to get really busy there as people start to head out to work. And on the motorways, there's no reports of any delays showing up at the moment. It looks quite quiet so far and no reports of any problems so far on the trains. Doorbells. Matt, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, do you, your, your first answer, Sammy, was doorbells. Yes. Do you want to stick with that? I'm sticking with doorbells. Well, you've tweeted there are more songs about doorbells than there are about knockers. Yes. Well, what's that going to do? OK, name me three. Well, the Name me try. three songs about... <laughs> Yeah, I got one. Name me two um, more. I know one more. Um, you could just. Oh no, that's a, that supports knocking. Thank you very much indeed, Sammy. Across <laughs> beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. Thameslink trains from Bedford and Luton into London should be running as normal this morning following major disruption last night after a person was hit by a train at Hendon. And school children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises across the country, according to new figures. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. Under pressure pair Alistair Cook and Jonathan Trotter, 37 and 32 not out respectively. Earlier, Stuart Broad took four wickets. I thought collectively we bowled as a, a really good unit, actually. Um, we didn't let the pressure get off the West Indies too much. I made a slight technical change overnight, going a little bit wider in my run-up to put me a bit wider on the crease, and that seemed to really work. I could get through match a lot better. So that's something to learn from and, and move with for the rest of the series. Real Madrid and Juventus have joined Barcelona and Bayern Munich in the Champions League semi-finals. Real beat City rivals Atletico 1-0 to progress by the same score on aggregate. Juventus drew 0-0 in Monaco to also go through 1-0 on aggregate. Bedford athlete Paula Radcliffe says she wants to enjoy her final marathon in Sunday's London race, but it's only in recent weeks that her fitness has been confirmed. Gradual build-up was going OK until the middle of February and then and I got a bit of an Achilles injury, which was because of the compensation of, of my foot um, operation that I had a few years ago. So I had to spend probably about six weeks getting that calmed down, and a lot of that I couldn't run, and I was really starting to, to panic about whether I'd be able to, to be here. So um, the last three weeks it's turned a corner, and I've been able to, to run almost every day. And so I'm just grateful to, to be in one piece, not fit, but um, ready to just go out and enjoy it, I hope. And in ice hockey, Great Britain coach Pete Russell is the new head coach of Milton Keynes Lightning. He will combine his role with the national team with the day-to-day -day running of the MK team. Long-serving Nick Poole has taken on the role of general manager. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Doorbells. Knockers are better. Doorbells. Yeah, oh yeah, what condition, my condition.
I woke up this morning with the sundown shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. I pushed my soul in a deep dark hole and then I followed it in. I watched myself crawling out as I was crawling in I got up so tight I couldn't unwind I saw so much I broke my mind I just dropped in To see what condition my condition was in Doorbells or knockers? Uh, between six and seven, you ask a question that only exists between six and seven. After that, it disappears into the twilight mists of the morn. Like a guff. Today's is doorbells or knockers. Scott tweets. What annoys me is the doorbell with the little light to tell you that it's working, even though you can't hear it. What happens if that light breaks? You're all at sixes and sevens. Doorbells. Uh, arrogant. Let's um, uh, we go to round two. It's Kenny and Chisel Green and Dennis and Dunstable. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like you to fight it out amongst yourselves. Do you prefer doorbells or do you think knockers are better? Over to you, gentlemen. <laughs> doorbells. Knockers. My wife can't hear the knocker. The doorbells she can hear. Well, what if the battery runs out? I mean, you don't know when the battery Imagine, runs out. This, this is this is not a battery-driven one. This is driven from the um, power cable. Oh, it's a mains fed. Yep. Right. That That's way, she can't miss it. I've had to. I had to rewire it so it's right above her head, so she can turn her hearing aid off and still hear it. Right. <laughs> well, sounds fantastic. I'll still go with knockers, though. 
Yeah, but you've not stood outside the door like I was knocking on the door in the cold because I'd forgotten the key. And all I had to do was ring a bell and she jumped and opened the door. That's why I rewired it so she could hear it. Oh, for your benefit, for when you lose your key. That's right. <coughs> oh, well, that's... Well, standing out in the cold, hammering on the door's no good. No. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, definitely... Definitely doorbells. Well, obviously, in your case, but I'm afraid in my case, you've got to go with a knocker. It really depends on who rings the bell as well. Because I look out to see who it is. I don't have to open the door. I can spy out who it is. And if it's somebody coming round asking me who I'm voting for, I just don't bother to answer the door. Really? No. Oh, well. That way, I'll get through the uh, this national vote with sanity. <laughs> There's I nothing trying to go on the wall, but night after night after night after night, you get these, these so-called national figures spouting rubbish. Uh, 08459-455-555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us... Uh, a call, then you're more than welcome to. The, the story that we did yesterday, and I was thinking about doing this a bit later because I want the woman to, to hear this, that, that mentioned this on. The, the story we did yesterday about, uh, well, it, it ended up playing this. It's all kind of a little squirrel today. It's in the newspapers today. Oh. He, that guy's in the newspapers today. 999, send an ambulance. My car's just hit a squirrel. Well, Daily Mirror, you've got the story wrong. Ambulances scrambled after a report, reported hit and run had to be ordered back to base when the victim was revealed to be a squirrel. Two vehicles had been sent out as uh, the 999 staff were told someone was hurt. But they were recalled when the emergency operator asked for more details and told it was a rodent that had been hit in the collision. The time-wasting call was one of around 600 to the East of England service in a year. <laughs> Another came from a drunk caller in Basildon who dialed 999 and said, I dropped my burger and it's bleeding. Is that not the RSPCA that he should have pulled? One called 999 after locking herself out, while another rang and said, My shoes are too tight. No. Oh, dear. The thing is, the reason this... Oh, you know, we did this yesterday and that's fine, but I was looking at the uh, BBC Three Counties uh, Facebook page yesterday and uh, muttering to myself under my breath, as I often do, and then I saw this post from Emily Drain Barbet. The basic the story was this fella had phoned up uh, an ambulance because he, he saw a baby squirrel get run over and killed. And the bloke says, well, we're an ambulance. You're not going to get an ambulance for a squirrel. And he said... It's OK if I let a squirrel today. And of course it's not OK, but... Anyway, Emily Jane Barbet... Uh, posted yesterday at 8.42. It restores my faith in humanity that a man cared enough to phone 999 to report an injured squirrel. The concern for any life is commendable. Mm. Is she bonkers? I'm assuming she's a vegan that doesn't wear leather shoes. Sent her a message. To I'd love Emily. I would so, uh, my darling, I would so love to talk to you because we did have a couple of people yesterday who's going. Well, yeah, no, fair play, fair. Play. It's a squirrel for crying out loud. They're rats with with the cute rats. Is there an emergency services for animals? That's your headphones. Yeah, it is. Whoa. 
turn them down if you I'll like. I never remember which one are yours. Kelly Bess. Wow. That is you. That's normally me that does that. Mm. I don't know. I, uh, how about that? Oh, no, that's not it. That's your microphone. Uh, anyway, while we're, do, while we're doing that, listeners, I shall read out some texts from you. All right. That That's still yeah. going. OK, here we go. So, Simon from Mansfield yeah, says, I do like a ding-dong, yeah, but good. knockers for me every time. Ian, it has to be knockers all the way from Maff in Hanslope. Wasn't it Simon Groom on Blue Peter that commented on a lovely pair of knockers? And uh, caution multiple identities. Why don't you just put your name on these things, Alf? OK, you did. All right. Uh, knockers, they give folk the chance of winning a Nobel Prize. Don't know what that means. What? Knockers, they give folk the chance what? of winning a Nobel Prize. Oh, Nobel. Uh, oh, oh out loud. Gay-friendly zebra crossing could cause hallucinations. Oh, man, I want to cross here and hallucinate. Plans... Now, when they say gay-friendly zebra... I mean, I, as far as I'm aware, gays are allowed to use... And, Kelly, maybe you could check this out. Gays are allowed to use zebra crossings, aren't they? Uh, let me just... I think uh, they changed that in about 1983. Yeah, I think they can now. OK, let me know. Plans for... This is slightly different. Plans for Europe's first permanent rainbow... It's a rainbow, basically. How did the gays get the rainbow? How did the gays get... I wanted the rainbow. They had pink, which was is, is one of the... is in my top five colours. They had pink, and now they want all of the colours. Come on, guys. Save some colours for us heterosexuals. Huh? That's not fair to hog all of the colours. That's selfish. That's selfish, I think, really. Um, I've googled can gays use zebra crossings yep. and have clicked images and, that, and and they do they can they use it just can't just tell a gay same. person just by looking at them no mate. can't tell a gay person just by looking at them plans for Europe's first permanent rainbow zebra crossing why do they say zebra in the states that, that's another reason that I I uh, think we should get an army and go and reclaim those islands. Plans for Europe's first permanent rainbow zebra crossing in support of gay rights could be abandoned over fears it will give dementia sufferers hallucinations. Look out, Lord Jana! Is anyone buying that? Turn your mic up, but I know you keep quiet on that one, Kelly. Is anyone buying Lord Jana dementia? Really? Guys? Guys? I mean, I don't want to... You know, guys, really? Are we buying that? Conspiracy? What conspiracy? Cover-up? What cover-up? The multicoloured crossing was trialled last summer during Gay Pride Week in Totnes, Devon, and was to be permanently installed this year. But councillors have been warned it could cause side effects for people with Alzheimer's. Oh, for crying out loud. Totnes councillor Carol Wellwood said, Somebody who works with the elderly is concerned that people with Alzheimer's might find a rainbow crossing troubling. The claim is it would cause them to have hallucinations. Are you nuts? I think this is actually really nice, whether it's gay or not. It's a zebra-coloured... No. It's a rainbow-coloured zebra crossing. Yeah, OK, the gays have got all of the hey. colours. That's And that's, you know, we'll deal with that at a later date. It looks wicked. Is it still called a zebra crossing, then? It should be called a rainbow crossing. Yeah. What's on the other side? A pot, pot of gold. Yeah. Um, it, it, uh, I think it looks nice. I'd have some of this. Oh, dear. 
Who came up with a zebra crossing? I know, uh, you know who came up with a Belisha beacon, don't you? No. Do you know what a Belisha beacon remember. is? Can't remember. Can't remember what a Belisha beacon no. is? Sorry? <laughs> you can't remember what a Belisha beacon is? <laughs> don't explain and I'll tell you if I remember. No, I'm not going to. Matt, Matt, do you know what a Belisha beacon is? Uh, it's like a zebra crossing, isn't it? But then you've got these two poles at either end with this 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 globe, this yellow globe on the top, and okay. the, the globe flashes. So what's a Belisha beacon? But I don't know what the point of it is. No, 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 no. What's a Belisha beacon? Some flashing light. Correct. Who invented it? Belisha man. He's right, Lord Belisha. Beautiful. You're very welcome. <laughs> It's true. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M1 southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne. And the M25 anti-clockwise is starting to get busier too between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. On the North Circular Road, it's slow westbound from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. And in Biggleswade, looking at the speed sensors on Normandy Lane, it's not looking too bad where it's being affected by the roadworks at the junction for London Road where the roundabout's being built, but we're being told to expect delays. On the departure boards, there's no report of any problems at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Six forty-six, uh, Thursday, the twenty-third of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a nine-nine-nine call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And Thameslink trains are running normally this morning after major disruption last night after a person was hit by a train in North London. Coming up, doorbells or indeed knockers. Doorbells. Says Sadiq, but this gentleman thinks... Knockers are better. We'll find out what the streets say after the weather with Elizabeth Rizzini. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi, good morning. Uh, it's a bit of a cloudy start to the day, um, but we'll gradually see the sunshine develop. We've also got some mist patches around as well. Uh, but by the time we get to the afternoon, all of that will have burnt back from the west, really. So hanging on longest towards parts of Hertfordshire. And then we're in for a sunny afternoon, but we've still got that rather chilly easterly breeze. So in exposure to that, it's going to feel a little bit chillier at times. Temperatures, uh, because of the cloud this morning, aren't get, going to get quite as high as perhaps they have been over the last few days. But we're still, I think, looking at around 15 Celsius. We might and see 16 which is 61 in Fahrenheit now through the course of the overnight period a few changes what's not going to change is that it will be dry there'll be some mist patches into tomorrow lows of around six or seven degrees but the important change is the wind direction so we're going to see more of a southerly through the course of the night and then that will swing around to a southwesterly into tomorrow which of course is back to normal and we'll start to see some Atlantic systems being pushed through into Friday Saturday Sunday but tomorrow should be a largely dry picture and actually we will see some brightness and sunshine at times but altogether a bit more cloud than we've seen in the last few days still staying mild and it will remain mild actually over the weekend but we'll start to see some showers on friday night and then a rather showery picture on saturday and again into sunday that's the forecast ian Thanks, Elizabeth. Friday, June the 5th is the first ever BBC Music Day aiming to bring people together across the UK through their love of music as part of the day we're searching for local unsung heroes do you know someone who's giving a big musical contribution to their community? 
From supporting young musicians to leading a choir, anyone who's making a lasting difference in beds, hearts and bucks through music could be one of the five heroes chosen to receive a VIP invite to a major BBC Music event. Nominations for the BBC Music Day Local Unsung Heroes close on April the 24th. To find out more, search online for BBC Music yeah. Day. You want music heroes, you want Kelly Betts. She does more to champion uh, unsigned... And I'll be honest, Kelly, some of them are rubbish, some of them are very, very good... Uh, local bands. Than, right, then. Oh, for, can you tell them to? Than anybody I know, and you do, and you get very excited about it. Unlike some people who aren't that bothered at other BBC introducings at other radio stations, you do a good job, and so um, you're enthusiastic about it. You got genuinely excited because someone sent you an actual record the other day. You were dancing it around the amazing. office. It was amazing. I loved it. Like played it as well. Um, who's, who is it today? It's Kelvin Jones. Oh, he yeah. is from Stevenage, and Sony record label are already like they're hey, sniffing around him like guy? a dog in a park. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll like this song because it's short, 2 minutes 38. It's called Closer. All righty, I like the length. Will I like the... No. Late night calls are all we are. If you could give me more of your heart. I would never let you go. I would never let you go. I would never let you go. I would never, I would never. We could be a little closer if you wanted to. We could be a little closer still. We could be a little closer if you wanted to. We could be a little closer. Closer. Doorbells. Walk away if you want to. If you confess that you need me to, I will never let you go. I will never let you go. I will never let you go I will never, I will never We could be a little closer if you wanted to We could be a little closer still We could be a little closer if you wanted to We could be a little closer Closer Was right, wasn't he, Just? I really enjoyed that. She yeah. was right. It was short, two minutes thirty-eight. He had, he said what he needed to say, mm-hmm. and that was that. Yeah, that's great track. Alice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bibs introducing Saturday nights, eight o'clock. I can't remember who presents it, but it's produced by Kelly Betts.
Twenty, yeah. And they, what people just send in cassettes of um, them um, jamming away in their studio? No. In the bedroom? Because it's not the 70s. Okay. They upload it, bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing. Kelly? Yes, my love. You know last week, boss, when we went down to Luton train station and uh, I did a radio first, I conducted a Vox on the streets there and in the background we had a busker and we mixed the two together. Well, guess what? I saw him again yesterday. He's keen to come on the programme. This programme, no, anytime. No, just no. turn up 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, knock on the door, they'll BBC let him in. BBC introducing his unsigned and the people on the streets of Luce, and they love him. Speaking of unsigned, Justin, mm. we've got eight Justin Dealey so far. Oh, ready? No, you, you, no, no. You ready to go for nine? If this is what you want... Yeah, I, I want 100 dealies okay. by, by the time my contract ends. So we do one a day, yeah? Count yourselves in. OK, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman... Beautiful. We're up to nine Justin Dealey's. Justin, <laughs> uh, every morning between six and seven, we're going to come up with a name for this special hour. Yeah. Because I genuinely think it's the best hour of the show. No one listens to it. <laughs> no one is listening. And we're paying you don't all this. know that. I do, mate. I've seen the figures. Yeah, but the, you, you know they're never no. accurate. It's all we've got to go by, and the figures show nine, up to nine people. It picks well, 11, up at seven. Eleven, mate, because two people down the pub on Saturday said to me mm. they really enjoy the first hour as well, so I, you're now up to eleven. No, I've included those those two oh, in the name. Okay, sorry. But we ask a question, we're going to come up with a name next week, but we ask a question that we only ask in the first hour. Today, it's very simple. It's either... Doorbells. Or do you agree with this chap? Knockers are better. Doorbells or knockers, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> you took it to the streets. What yeah, happened? Yep, yeah, I've been on the streets early doors, excuse the pun, asking people for the uh, all-important opinions. The the early doors catches the keys. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's good again. Uh, Here's what happens on the streets. Taking it to the streets with J-Dog. Doorbells, definitely. Because the knock is uh, for me a little bit... uh, more aggressive. More, more aggressive? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so a doorbell, it's got a nice calm yes, vibe yes, to it. Yes, yes, It's a great yes, answer. Indeed. Lovely pink hat as well this morning, madam. Have a nice day, darling. And you take care. Cheers. Bye. Doorbells. Why? Because she goes mad if anybody knocks the door, but she's all right if the doorbell goes. <laughs> now, when you say she, uh, you're talking about uh, your dog, not your partner. My dog, yeah, my dog, yeah. yeah. Doorbells or knockers? Doorbell. Uh, can I ask for um, a reason? <laughs> we we need a reason, please. Snow. It's easy to press. Great answer. Thanks for your time, sir. Okay, thank you. Well, you do. Well, okay, hang on a second. Laura wants to come on. Good morning, Laura. Morning. What would you like to say, Laura? Knockers. Thank you very much indeed. Now, Justin, I know that we are... Do you know what? I've got to give it to you. That first hour was absolutely hilarious. Strong one today, wasn't it? Yeah, strong. Uh, Listen, I know we're going to a school later on, the school where the... um, um, What can only be described as the idiotic zebra... uh, What do they call it? Uh, The the lollipop man. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a... uh, If this story is to be believed, a fire engine with its lights and its siren going, driving past the school, he stops it so that kids can cross. Mm, mm. We're going to send you to that school after eight just to get a little bit of reaction. Have you got anything for the next hour? Well, what do you want? I mean, to be fair, you know, going back... Talking about flashing lights. 
Going back to that um, lollipop person, mm. and I think they're meant to be described these days, it's all very well for us to sit here and say, oh, isn't it outrageous? But in the heat of the moment, oh, no. I don't know what... In the no. heat of the moment, his job oh, is... is no, his job is to get the children across the road. I don't know how old You're... this person is, but I think, you know, in the heat of the moment, no. we, can, we, can all, we can all do things that, that are not quite right in You're the heat You're like of the this moment. silly woman that's posted on Facebook about the fella who called 999 about the ambulance, uh, about the squirrel. It restores my faith in humanity that a man yeah. cared enough to phone 999 to report any injured squirrel. Yeah. The concern for any life is commendable. Mm, mm, no, mm. a fire engine come yeah. past, you, you push the, you get the kids on the pavement and you let it go past. It's what, you take seven uh, seconds. I don't know. Seven the... second delay Just so long as I see You can't compare kids to squirrels. I think we can say that this morning, but I think, I think there's got to be more to this story. There's got to be, surely. Well, go, find out. Mm. I like this gay zebra crossing. Ooh. Gay zebra crossing, um, they, they do it um, for gay pride. Basically, it's a rainbow crossing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one councillor said, no, we're not having it. It might cause hallucinations for people with Alzheimer's. What? Yeah. I, I just wonder if the people of Luton would be ready for a gay zebra crossing. Uh, you bet. Does that mean, though, and here's the question I want to ask, does that mean if you're not gay, you can't use that yes, zebra crossing? Yes, mate. Seriously? No, mate. Mm, OK. That or, that or lollipop people, the choice is we'll make it a crossing special, just. Yeah, a crossing special. You can get some magic out of it. I think so. See you later on. Ta-ta. Thank you. Ah, there we go. Don't forget, today we are up to nine Justin Dealey's. When a man loves a woman. It is exactly the same tune every single time. There is no variation in that whatsoever. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. I, I, I know it's the story we did yesterday, but really this woman that thinks that the, the man was right to call 999 for an injured squirrel? Oh, man. And lollipop men and women. We don't need them, do we? Cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's stop-start from Junction 11 for Dunstable to Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M, it's starting to build up through Junction 7 for Stevenage southbound. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. In Buckingham, looking at the A413 London Road at the speed sensors, it's looking fine through the roadworks at the total roundabout. That is likely to get busy later on. And on the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major delays so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Well played, guys. Well played. The suckers are about to uh, wake up in, what, 40 seconds. Their alarm's going to go off. They haven't got a clue what they've missed. Shh, don't tell them. The clubhouse is closing down. A normal service resumes in 22 seconds. See you on the other side. Wink, wink. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton lollipop man suspended after stopping fire engine. EU leaders discussing migrant crisis and tributes to Milton Keynes' teenager who died the day after her 18th birthday. BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is taking place into why lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. An eyewitness says firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street. More from Lee Agnew. 
The fire engine had been called to an out-of-control bonfire on St Ethelwood Avenue, but as it approached the entrance to William Austin Junior School, the lollipop man allowed the children to cross the road. A woman who lives nearby says he then tried to get a second group to cross and the firefighters got out to confront him. Luton Borough Council has suspended the attendant and has requested CCTV footage from the fire engine to establish what happened. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. More than 800 people drowned off Libya's coast at the weekend. Italian officials say EU countries must act to prevent further tragedies. The Prime Minister is insists Britain is ready to help. Let's have a comprehensive approach. Yes, we need search and rescue. We can play a role with that, but let's also go after the effectively the modern slave traders. Let's go after these appalling people that are encouraging people to get on boats and cross the Mediterranean. Tributes have been paid to a Milton Keynes teenager who has died in hospital the day after her 18th birthday. Justine Connolly was in collision with a car on the V2 Tattenhoe Street close to her Medbourne home on Friday afternoon. The Milton Keynes College student died yesterday at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. College principal Dr Julie Mills has paid tribute to a fun, bubbly and popular student. Hundreds of school children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises across the country, according to new figures. In the last three years, one case of heroin in Hertfordshire, two cases of crack cocaine in Bedfordshire and one case in the Thames Valley have been discovered by police. More from Sophie Solaria. The data from 34 police forces across England and Wales dating back to 2011 show Class A drugs such as heroin and crack cocaine were among the illegal substances seized. Others confiscated by police included cocaine, LSD, amphetamines and ecstasy, with cannabis being the most widely used. Teachers have described the figure as a worry. Thameslink and East Midlands trains from Bedford and Luton into London are expected to run normally this morning following major disruption last night. There were delays and cancellations after a person was hit by a train at Hendon. A group of health experts says that poor diet rather than lack of exercise is to blame for the obesity epidemic. They say obesity has rocketed in the past 30 years while there's been little change in physical activity levels. In sport, England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. The weather, a cloudy start but brightening up through the morning with sunshine this afternoon. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning guys. You just tuned in. I'm not telling you what happened in the first hour. You missed it. I mean, it was one of the best first hours what we have ever done. Listen to an iPlayer. I mean, you're more than you're more than welcome to. Isn't it time we got rid of lollipop men and women? They don't do anything. They cost money. We don't need them. Particularly when you hear that one of them stopped. Um, and uh, the fire engine, that's it. Gay zebra crossings. I want all kinds of tosh. We'll come up with some more stuff. 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We got Teddy, um, what's, what's he, what's he doing? Hey, Matthew. Yeah. We got any Texas, Matthew? Yeah, yes, we do. I'm just trying to rearrange your programme. Uh, so let's have a look at the text messages. Okay, yeah, sorry man. For getting in the way. Yeah, you are, actually. <laughs> okay. uh, 
If I'm getting in the way of you making me a, co- a coffee... I'm going to do that in a minute. We, 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 we're an so hour and four minutes to in. Do. I know so no things cuff. to do. I right, no Liz cuff. Wilson. She wants to talk about this lollipop uh, man. The what? The lollipop man. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, when I was young, I used to use a lollipop lady to help me cross when I went to school. Back then, in the early 60s, we children had to wait on the curb until there was at least two of us before the traffic was stopped to allow us to cross. The swinging 60s, eh, guys? Now they stop the traffic as a child is still walking along the road. One of my pet hates. Get another one. After this incident, I would not trust this lollipop man to see anyone safely across. Uh, what else do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you enjoying this week, Matt? I am, actually. I'm, I enjoy being here now, yes. Because you, you, you come in, you're a little bit dour, a little oh, bit grumpy. You know. I'm not an early doors kind of person. No, the early doors catches the keys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, Kelly Betts, you know, you're bubbly and Catherine's... I'm going to start a tribute but... band called The Early Doors and we're only going to play the songs they played before they were famous. Uh, and lots of comments Sorry. about the first hour, that. saying how much they love it. Because we don't, that's irrelevant. And they have 12 listeners. You have 12 listeners now. Oh, I counted those guys. Nice to see you, Kells Bells. Hello, my love. Um, when's Kath back? Monday. Oh, yeah. Means I'll be uh, the second oldest person working on the show yeah. again, which I kind of like. I don't like being the oldest Hang person. On. How old's Oxley on news? Um, the, he's younger than me. He's like um, 28 or something, isn't Is he? he? He's, just, he's just lived a life. <laughs> Just lived a life. Uh, now, so, fire engine on the way to an emergency. Surely you, we, we all teach our kids, we all know this, you get out of the way. If you're in the car, you pull over. If you're on the pavement, if you're on the edge of the pavement, I go to the side of the pavement, mm. I go away from the from the, from the curb. I don't want to get in uh, any trouble. Um, but if you're a lollipop man in Luton, well, you might just put up your stick, put up your hand, wave child across, and uh, stop... The fire engine. Kelly, this is what happened, isn't it? It's exactly what happened. So fire crews have been called to reports of an out-of-control bonfire on uh, St Ethelbert Avenue near the back of the gate, sort of where William Austin Jr.'s school is. OK. They were on their way there, blue lights flashing. They were stopped by the lollipop man who tried to get children to uh, cross the crossing. They got to the stage. This is the bit, no, this is the bit I like, where the, 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 the fire men and women... Well, they got out. out. Had to get out and move the children along themselves. <laughs> I guess imagine them picking them up and placing them on uh, the pavement. <laughs> hey, firemen's carry. Firemen's lift. Yep. Um, the, what, where, so where are we now with this then? What's happened? So the lollipop man has now been suspended. Do we know when? Do we know when this happened? I think it's about a week ago. A bonfire a week ago. I don't know. I, I don't know. OK, well, we're going to speak to uh, Jackie, who's, who witnessed it later on. We'll find exactly. out when it was gone. So, yeah, he's now been suspended yeah. and an investigation is taking place to find out why he stopped the fire engine when it was on its way to a 999 call. Lutonborough Council has requested CCTV footage from the fire engine to establish mm. what happened. Now, parents are really unhappy because the council suspended him, but they haven't put anybody else in his place. So there's still that road that they feel needs to be looked after by a lollipop person. These parents spoke to our report Tony Fisher, and they say they want him back. Tony Fisher back? Yeah. Uh, so no. do you think there should be a lollipop person here at this crossing? Yes, I do. It's very busy in the morning at 9 o'clock, um, but at this time, sort of 3 o'clock, because I pick up early, I'm not sure, but in the morning it's definitely busy. Excuse me, ladies, can I ask you about the lollipop man who's not been here for the last week? Yeah. Do you think they should have someone here? Do you think they should have yeah, a crossing? Yeah. Yes, they should. It's quite dangerous for kids up here. 
Yeah, when they're alone without their parents. The lollipop man isn't here now. Do you think he should have? Do you think someone should come back to do the crossing? Yeah, on that side though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I was just thinking about that today. Just now, as I was walking down, thinking, where is he? So he hasn't been here for over a week. Okay. So last Monday, he held up a fire engine. I think, I'm not sure exactly, but I think he's been suspended. So. Oh, no. How he's did he so hold nice. up? No, he does a really good job. How did he hold up the fire engine? Uh, he just allowed the children to cross, and the fire engine was trying to go down the road to a fire. The fire the, was just the there. The fire was we just there. That, yeah. The, fi the fire was just there. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. As far as I remember, yeah. nothing wrong. I was watching from the window upstairs, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong at all. And we want him back because we yeah, loved him. He's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he was a bit confused. Yeah, no one knew really what was good, going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, we miss him. A difference of opinion. They're yeah. saying, we're going to speak to Jackie later on, aren't we? Who uh, I think witnessed it from a window. Her bedroom window. Okay, so we'll, we'll speak to her in an hour and find out exactly when, what went on from her. Although, of course, it's um, like the f film. Guys, what's the Kurosawa film? Not Ishtar, that's not Kurosawa, that's... Um, what's the, the... You'll know this, Kelly, the Japanese film, the, the Kurosawa film. Oh, yeah. Where it's... The story is told from the perspective of four people mm. and they all tell the same story, but they all tell it completely Different. differently. Oh, what's that film? Anyway, statement, please. Lutonborough Council. Yeah, they've sent a statement... Quite long. Just so read, just the, last read the last paragraph, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We are working closely with Bedfordshire Fire and Rescue Service and have requested CCTV footage from the appliance to find out exactly what happened. There's a phone call. Go and get it. Quick. It might be that film. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. say Ishtar but that's not that's the, the, the that's not them what happened Kels where's the phone call missed it oh bum can you call back please can you call back does it does this system not say who it was that called it will come up with a number but it doesn't save it oh dear well you wait you wait till we move to the new place Ooh. phone box Clearly. phone box I can take calls to air with phone box then you can with this I can't from in here you can oh what tell me how no actually I oh won't. OK. Um, some, uh, what, someone's phoned up and had a whinge at uh, Matt Lockwood about... Cause, uh, take the phone call! It's um, St George's Day. Uh, I mean... Uh, so, uh, Dealey, forget gay uh, zebra crossings. Uh, we're going to send you out St George's Day. Who gives us stuff? St George's Day, who gives... I mean, really, I don't get... And people will phone up and say, oh, but we'd spend more time and money on St Paddy's Day. Well, I couldn't give them stuff about that. Steve's on the line. Morning, Steve. Morning. What you got for us, boss? OK, so the lollipop man that hasn't been replaced. That's correct. Replacing with a gate that's never crossed it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the two stories have been knitted together perfectly. That makes great sense. And it would look beautiful. It would do. Steve, thank you very much indeed. It would look beautiful. Fun way to teach kids to cross the road with a gay zebra crossing. A gaybra crossing. A zay. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about that. Yeah, let's get hold of Dealey. Let's send him out on St George's Day who gives us stuff. Because, I mean, all the people... I suspect that the people that say... That get 
um, funny that we don't celebrate St George's. I don't even know what that means. All the people, they're, they're only saying it um, because they're jealous of the, um, the paddies, the Irish people that, that celebrate St Patrick's. I mean, I don't even get these days. What's, what's the point? Why would we celebrate St George's Day? He's a Palestinian. He's not even English. He's a Palestinian. Why are we celebrating a Palestinian who killed a snake, I think is the story. And why are people phoning up angry with us for not mentioning it? Why should, I don't... Never got it. Never got it. And St Patrick's Day is all... I'd get rid of all of them. St Patrick's Day, yeah, I want to see loads of uh, drunk English people wearing big, giant Guinness hats. What days would you have? I'd have Ringo Day. I'd have Ringo Day. Quick question. This is for you, actually, Matt, from Ian on Twitter. Does Matt know he's live on the radio? He always seems surprised. You don't need to sit down. I do. Your mic's not on. This one is. No, it's not. It is. It's not. Uh, it is. It is now. Right. Yeah. Does Matt know he's live on the radio? He always seems surprised and a bit confused. Well, as I say, I'm not normally a morning person, so, you know, this what this is what happens. But uh, I, I am quite confused in life generally, but I know what I'm doing. Believe me. Believe me. Behind, what? behind that, pe- this person knows what he's doing. What are you doing now? I am sat down. You're, no, what are you doing now? I've brought some a drink what into you. What are you doing now? <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm sat what are you down. doing now? You're down. leaving my studio. That's what you're doing now. You're leaving my studio. Greg! Hello. Yes, boss? Uh, yeah, the film, the Kurosawa film, is called Rashomon. Rashomon, that's it. You can yeah. see why I wanted to say Ishtar, can't you? <laughs> I, I can, Ra- yeah. Rashomon is brilliant. And in the movie world, they call that effect that the last... The last thing, sorry, the last version you saw of events always seems to be the most real, oh, and they is, call that the Rashomon effect. This, oh, I, now I, this is why um, I I shouldn't be allowed to have the vote because <laughs> I I will agree with the last politician that I hear. Yeah, exactly. So, so if there's you know if there's someone from the BNP is outside and says, uh, by the way, yeah. if you go in and vote for us, we'll we'll um, give you more money and we'll make the country better. Duh, That's okay. how propaganda works. Yeah, That's how yeah. propaganda works. Yeah. Uh, Greg, thank you very much indeed, Rashmon. Rashomon, that's a film. Ishtar is um, a film starring... Um, oh, Greg. Who's, and who else? The and li- Dustin Hoffman. Have you seen Ishtar? Uh, no, but it's supposedly rubbish. One, of the, biggest, the desert, one of the biggest flops of all time, yeah. right? Yes, that's right. The <laughs> first 30 minutes of it is hilarious. The first 30 minutes is simply wonderful. Then they go off into the desert and yeah. it gets silly. Greg, someone like Eddie Murphy pop up in a tank or something at some point? Oh, do you know, I don't remember that bit. It's been a long yeah, time since I've seen it. Greg, Carry on. Yeah. Could, you, uh, could you be our film correspondent? Oh, yeah, sure. Do you, you, you <laughs> seem to, I mean, the two films that have been mentioned, you've known... Yeah, I'm a bit of a buff, to be honest, a movie uh, buff, yeah. All right, Greg, well, listen, we'll, 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 um, Greg, any time we're talking about a film, you get straight on the blower, please, boss. Will do, will do. Best film of all time? Uh, my favourite, Fight Club. Not the, not the best film of all time, it's my favourite. One of the best films of all time, the original 1933 King Kong. Greg, I love your style, mate. I love your style. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M25, it's slow between Junction 21 for the M1, anti-clockwise to Junction 19 for Watford. On the A1M southbound, it's starting to look much busier through Junction 7 for Stevenage. And on the M1, it's stop-start southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. In Dunstable itself, on the A5 High Street North, it's starting to get very busy around Church Street and West Street. And on the A1 southbound, it's busy from the St. Neots Junction southbound to the Black Cat roundabout. On the train departure boards, the 740 service from Luton to Sevenoaks is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. That's it, Sammy, that's it. You got it. Doorbells. Yep. Oh, yes. 7.16. It is uh, Thursday, the 23rd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway after a lollipop-pop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And Thameslink trains are running normally this morning after major disruption last night after a person was hit by a train in North London. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, guys. It's one of those days where there's um, there's not really a lot in the newspapers. They, the, the papers have picked up on the story we were doing yesterday about the silly 999 calls that uh, had this gentleman saying to a 999 operator... It's OK if I a squirrel today. And then there was a comment on our Facebook page yesterday from a, a woman saying, I've got full respect. Let me find it. For, but it's basically saying he was, a, he was a good bloke for dialing 999. Where... Um, oh, where is it? It's gone. Look. Oh, dearie me. Hang on a second. Look. Oh, dear. Uh, it re- Emily, it restores my faith in humanity that a man cared enough to phone 999 to report an injured squirrel. The concern for any life is... Com- oh, come on, Emily. Enter the real world, my darling, please, for goodness sakes. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. And then we've had a phone call of complaint this morning because we're not mentioning St. George's Day. Darren is uh, on Facebook. I think some, I think someone loves St George's Day. Who? Who care about it? Who cares about it really? I mean, what? I don't know what it is. St George wasn't even English, guys. What's What's the point there? He was Palestinian. <coughs> Who cares about it? Well, send Dealey to the streets. I mean, be honest. Most of you didn't know it was today. Most of you didn't know. And why should you? Why should you care about it? Ah, oh, baby fee. They don't celebrate from Georgia. Well, what's... Uh, I mean, guys, come on, what's the, what, what's the point? Um... Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We didn't get to play What's the Story Morning Glory this morning, which is a shame because there's, um... There's a couple of good ones. 
There's a couple of good ones. Lock Eye the New. Is a hey, um, uh, Amanda. Yes. You right? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Well, uh, do you do you want to um, do you want to play? Um... What was that noise? That was Oasis. Oh. So I'm going to give you a headline. Yes. And you have to try and guess what the story is. Right. Okay. So the headline is Silly Willy. Silly Willy. What's the story, Morning Glory? What's the story, Morning Glory? Um, a little boy doing something stupid in the street. You know what? What? You're pretty much spot on. The little boy is Will Young. He was clocked driving at 38 miles per hour in a 30 miles per hour zone. Oh. His second speed conviction in four years. Oh, dear. He's a very silly willy. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah. Amanda, what you got for us? Well, I just wanted to say, in, I live in Eckford, and our lollipop lady is absolutely wonderful, irreplaceable, glorious. What? Glor- glor- <laughs> glorious? That's a big word, Amanda. Why is your lollipop lady glorious? Well, she takes a personal interest in the children across her road and the people and says hello to them and looks after them and uh, stops the speeding traffic through Eckford. And she's wonderful. Mm, we don't need them, though, do we? Oh, yes. Why? Well, the, the traffic going through Ickleford or yeah. a rat run to get to work, probably, yeah. and they wouldn't stop for children. Well, but, yeah, OK, well, then, um, uh, uh, the, what, well, the parents should be helping the kids cross, shouldn't they? Well, if the kids are old enough to walk to school on their own, they're old enough to cross the road, and if they're not old enough to walk to school on their own, well, then their parents should see them across the road. Well, the, 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 the cars don't stop for the parents either. They just speed through. But, that, but they, they seem to stop for the uh, magical lollipop lady. It, because she's got that big board and they can see it and they're afraid of being prosecuted if they don't stop. Well, could be. She Amanda... has the power. <laughs> That's a great line. She's glorious and she has the power. Amanda, yes. thanks for your call. Thank you, thank you. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Oh, eight four five nine. She's glorious and she has the power. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, school children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises. That's according to Freedom of Information responses from police forces around the country. Uh, obviously, there's cannabis. There's been a few Class A's, such as heroin and crack cocaine. The way the stories have been written is you, we should uh, look out because there is, the schools are awash with Class A drugs. They're not. It's still very rare. Uh, in the last three years on school premises, there's been one case of heroin in Hertfordshire two cases of crack cocaine trafficking in Bedfordshire and one case in the Thames Valley of a secondary school student taking ketamine. Ketamine at school? Also, Thames Valley? Well, Dave Minguez, a teacher from Luton. Dave, I don't know that, that Thames Valley isn't your area, but I would suggest one... Uh, if, if that's the only case they've got from Thames Valley, that, that, then things are going right, aren't they? Thames Valley's flipping huge! <laughs> You know, once one still too many, and what we don't want children bringing any drugs to school, really. Yeah, but, it, it, but I mean, we're not surprised by these figures. There were drugs in my school 25 years ago. Well, maybe that says something about you, Ian. <laughs> no, we're not, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's a down down of where society's gone over the past couple of years, to be honest. But it's not over the past couple of years. My suggestion is that, OK, listen, well, I'm not in any way condoning um, drugs in school. Of course I'm not. And an eight-year-old, that, that, again, there's only one eight-year-old. That seems incredible. But 
Kids are going to experiment. We're not really surprised that kids have got, have got weed in their pockets, are we? Depends how old children are. I mean, no, I'm not surprised children are bringing drugs to school, but it's still something that we really don't want to see. And, and we used to have youth workers, community workers, working in the community to stop these things before they came to school gates. But uh, the past couple of years, we've had all these people lose their jobs due to austerity. So we're losing the support services that, that help these children stop these problems. Uh, Dave, you're not suggesting for a second, are you, because you're a sensible gentleman, that the reason that kids are taking uh, drugs to school is because of David Cameron? <laughs> Come on, David. Even you couldn't stretch the point that far. No, I couldn't. No, no you twisted the word slightly. What I'm saying is, we, it, oh, it's inevitable you're going to see an increase as the support services yeah, decline. Okay. You ever come across it, Dave? Uh, personally, no, but um, I, I generally teach a lot younger children. So, as children I teach, I wouldn't really be expecting them to, um, to carry drugs. But, of course, there are children who live in extreme poverty. Yeah. There are children who live in, in homes where, where drugs are a problem, which is why it's really important we have these support services in place. 13-year-old kid at school, he gets his pockets empty, there's a little bit of hash in there. What should happen to him? Well, it depends how much it is, really. I mean, you, you, really schools, schools generally have a zero approach to drugs, but it, it, it's a difficult one. You've got to look at the context, look at the child. Uh, probably a bit of a ticking off, a bit of counselling, talk to them about the problems. Now, this is why we have youth workers in secondary schools these days, too, rather than just hitting a, you know, hitting a, I can't think, using a hammer to crack a nut. You want to approach the, the, the topic sensitively and make sure that it's not part of a bigger problem. Yeah. Dave, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you very much indeed, Dave Mingay, teacher in Luton. I, I mean, listen, guys... I am not saying that this is cool, man. Of course, I'm not saying it's cool, yeah, but 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 an eight-year-old, yeah, okay. I think I, I've not got the story in front of me. I think it's one eight-year-old. And the 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 crack and heroin, it's only a couple of instances. I'm not in any way justifying it, but it's not the epidemic that perhaps the top line of this story might have you believe. And kids aged 14, 15, 16, well, they had weed at my school, and um. Does it, I mean, it's not great. I'm not condoning it. I'm not giving it a thumbs up. But I'm not surprised by it, to be honest. And I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's a huge increase on what it was. Kids have always and will always experiment with drugs. I suspect at some point in my life, my boys. I, mean, I hate to think about it. They're going to take drugs in one form or another because we're all immortal when we're teenagers. We all like to experiment. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I hope if they do do it, they do it safely and they feel they can come and talk to me about it. That's that's sensible, isn't it? 08459 555. Matt, you've got some Texas. Yeah, Nick in Hitchens says, I've listened to that squirrel clip more than a dozen times and I still can't make out what the guy is saying. Any chance you can translate, please? Yes. Is it OK for a little squirrel to die? I mean, I can understand what he's saying. Is it OK for a little squirrel to die. It's okay for a little squirrel to die. Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? So there you go, Nick and Hitch, and if you've got an opinion on that, please give us a call. Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? All together. One, two, three. Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? And again? Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? And again? Is it okay for a little squirrel to die? You got it? Yeah. Okay. Also talking about this lollipop man that's been suspended for holding up a 999 vehicle, as I'm going to call it now. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing to myself. Literally just you, mate. 
Right. Rob says, uh, let's get old parents to drive their kids to school, then we won't need crossing patrols. Thank you very much for that. Oh, something's just come through now. I haven't read this beforehand, so uh, uh, it's anonymous, but it says, I agree with you about the lollipop people. The one we have where I live helps children cross the road at a set of traffic lights. What's the point of lollipop people? Well, they do a vital service, really, don't they? No, they don't. They do. No, they help kids cross the road. Otherwise, they get knocked down by cars. No, they, no, they don't, Matt. That's that's the, the, the kind of uh, uh, terrorising that, that we shouldn't be doing. No, of course they don't get knocked down by cars. Yeah, occasionally they do, but they get knocked down anywhere. If kids are old enough to walk to school on their own, they're old enough to cross the road. If kids aren't old enough to walk to school on their own, their parents should help them cross the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. No, I think the point of this is when you have parked cars that are parking near school premises that shouldn't well, be should, parking, well, shouldn't be parking. And then kids are, you know, coming well, out of the cars. They might, you know, the driver might not see the kid. If you've got school crossing patrol person well, they there. They might not see the school crossing patrol person there. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, hi, Ian. I love the show this week because Matt, he's in the show and we love Matt. Thanks. Matt's Matt. mum. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from the M1 Junction 10 for Luton Airport and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the A1M, it's also looking slow around Junction 7 for the A602 at Stevenage. On the A1 southbound, it's busy approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the St. Neots Junction. And in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, that's also looking slow from Longbottom Lane towards London Road. There's no reports of any delays at the moment on the train departure board so Samantha Bruff BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds, hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. Tributes have been paid to a Milton Keynes teenager who has died in hospital the day after her 18th birthday. Justine Connolly was in collision with a car on Friday afternoon. And Thameslink trains are running normally this morning after major disruption last night after a person was hit by a train in North London. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. Under pressure pair, Alistair Cook and Jonathan Trott are 37 and 32 not out respectively. Here's Jonathan Agnew. Cook and Trot safely negotiated their way through 26 overs to set up the opportunity of making serious confidence-boosting scores. Cook was particularly strong on the back foot, while Trot was happy simply to spend time in the middle, and his fluency improved with every passing over. The West Indies total already looks vulnerable, and England are well-placed to build a potentially match-winning lead, but the West Indies really should have been dismissed earlier. A last-wicket stand of 52 between Bishu and Gabriel frustrated England's bowlers, who, led by Broad's three wickets with the new ball, worked their way through the lower order after Samuels was eventually dislodged for 103. Real Madrid and Juventus have joined Barcelona and Bayern Munich in the Champions League semi-finals. Real beat City rivals Atletico 1-0 to progress by the same score on aggregate. Juventus drew 0-0 in Monaco to also go through 1-0 on aggregate. Three-time London Marathon winner Paula Radcliffe says she will enter this year's race, her final marathon this weekend, unfit but healthy. The 41-year-old from Bedford, who set a world record time in London in 2000 
2003 has been struggling with an Achilles injury. Spent probably about six weeks getting that calmed down and a lot of that I couldn't run and I was really starting to, to panic about whether I'd be able to, to be here. So um, the last three weeks it's turned a corner and I've been able to, to run almost every day. So I'm just grateful to, to be in one piece, not fit, but um, ready to just go out and enjoy it, I hope. And in ice hockey, Great Britain coach Pete Russell is the new head coach of Milton Keynes Lightning. He will combine his role with the national team with the day-to-day -day running of the MK team. Long-serving Nick Poole has taken on the role of general manager. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own Morning, guys, and a special morning to Phil, who's at Luton Airport, because he's on the phone. Good morning, Phil. Morning. Morning, Phil, you are right. Yeah. What have you got for us, boss? Yeah, uh, regards to the lollipop man and the fireman... Lollipop man, in... he stops a fire engine, the firemen have to get out of the uh, uh, fire engine and move the kids out of the way. Yeah, if it was such a dire emergency, why didn't they just go carry on going straight after you get the kids cross and report him later? Just... Surely getting out and moving, moving well, the kids delays it even further. Well, this is, the, this is the thing, Phil. We've only got one side of the story. We're going to speak to someone who witnessed it a bit later on. But I would imagine that the kids were in the road. Otherwise, why would they have, why would they have got out? The, the guy, from the, how I imagine the story, the lollipop man was stood in the middle of the road and wouldn't get out of the way. 
So what, they're yeah, supposed you... to plough through him? No, you just wait till he's uh, let the kids cross and carry on to the emergency. Surely the emergency takes far more precedence than staying out and but they could... the uh, more of that. Well, no, but they had to move. But the thing is, they couldn't... If they waited, they could have been there for ages. He seemed to be taking his time. They obviously had to get out to move people out of their way. They weren't getting out to say, hey, man, what's going on? Why, why did you stop us back then? They wanted to get to the emergency. Yeah, but... No, I think they sh he should have just waited and reported him later. Got to the fire first. Well, the Beds Fire say they had to physically remove the children and the fireman, uh, the um, lollipop man, out of the way. I don't think they... Phil, I don't, I don't think the, the, the fire brigade are the bad guys here. No, they're not the bad guys. They could have waited till they... No, they couldn't have waited. They're on their way to a fire. Supposing it being your house, Phil, would you have wanted them to, to have waited while some numpty was stood in the middle with a big, giant lollipop? It probably took more time to get out and argue with the, with the um, okay. lollipop man. They weren't... Uh, Phil, they weren't arguing with him, apart from to tell him to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah! They were yeah. what, what? What? Okay. Suppose. Okay. Let, let, let enter my fantasy world. Okay, Phil, where uh, they weren't arguing with him, and uh, they they were getting out of the uh, fire truck to speed things up. Yeah, the lollipop man don't take that long to get kids across the road. Well, this guy was obviously a complete and utter plum, Philip. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. You see what I'm dealing with, just boss. I am live as hey. we speak. Outside the oh. school, William Austin Junior School Beautiful. in Luton. If you saw what happened, and I think we need some witnesses here to try no. and get the facts. Yes. If you saw what happened, I'm outside the school in the radio car. Come and talk to me and tell you and the people of Beds, Hearts yeah. and Bucks what actually happened. Go up to Justin and say... Good morning, sir. And uh, <laughs> tell him the uh, the story, because the, we heard from the Vox earlier on mm, mm. Uh, that some people were saying, well, I saw it, and know that the, the, the uh, lollipop man was completely in the right. It's a weird one, but I think the, the weirdest thing for me about this story is the fact that if you're going to suspend somebody, okay, suspend them, but you need to put a replacement in. Oh, At the no. moment, they haven't got yeah. a lollipop man or I a lollipop lady I would here. imagine, Justin, it's not like um, a football team where they've got like eight players in reserve. They go, Whoa. okay, yeah. okay, 73-year-old yeah. um, <laughs> Doris, this is it. This Oi. is your big moment, Doris, Doris. My mum used to be a lollipop lady. Oh. Now, she took holiday, so when she was you love your mum so much, why don't you marry... Mm. No, won't be right. And you know that. Um, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What do you have a whinge about? Well, what I wanted to say about lollipop... You wouldn't need lollipop people if you if you stop the drivers who wanted, always wanted to be in front of the car in front of them. That's what? what's happened. That's a me hang on, let me, that's a metaphysical thing. They want to be in front of they the car in front want, of them? There's so many drivers want to be in front of the car in front of them. But that's and just human nature to want to be in the car well, in front that, of them. Even before cars were invented, that was what we wanted. Kills. Doesn't it just? Well, look, we invented the nuclear bomb. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it did save lives. The nuclear bomb? Yeah. <laughs> it did save now, well, lives. It, but Peter, it didn't because the Japanese were about to surrender anyway. Let's uh, not get into nonsense, debate about dropping the... They were in that period. That's nonsense. No, they were about to surrender. The, they were desperately no, trying no, to... The, the no, ja no, 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 Peter. They dropped that bomb and they didn't just surrender. No, so the Japanese... Peter, the Japanese were trying to desperately trying to get in touch with Britain and America to yeah. surrender. 
and Britain and America were Peter, Britain and America were ignoring it because they wanted to test out the A bomb. No, they were trying to surrender. They were trying to negotiate a surrender. We're arguing about the Hiroshima. I was alive at that time. Yeah, I know, and maybe your judgment is slightly clouded by prejudice. No, not at all. They told all their civilians to fight to the last person. Hey, they found a fellow the other week, didn't they, who still was still fighting? Oh, well... Uh, Good for yeah, him, I say. 40-odd years being in the jail, one guy. Yeah, 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 well, there you go. So, and they wouldn't stop. Peter, I, I, I still can't quite remember how we went from uh, lollipop well, men to, uh, to nuclear bombs, <laughs> but I appreciate your contribution. Thank you, Peter. Chill out, Peter. Um, oh, Justin, mm. say hello to your girlfriend. Uh-huh. What's this, Kiri? Is it? <laughs> oh, it's Katia. Oh, good morning, sir. Uh, my, my, my second lady of 3CR. How are you, Katia? I'm fine, I'm fine. I've got an excellent suggestion for uh, the show. Okay. Maybe. Uh, but I don't know if it, it fits that good, because the phone operator, I don't think he could make out what I was saying. Um, but, uh, you know this? Good morning, sir. Hmm. Mm. Good morning, sir. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian yesterday said he was going to think probably during the day about a feature for it. Now, you, you started off by saying, I've got an idea, but I don't think it, I don't think it's going to work. So that's that's not a good start. What's the I, idea? I, I didn't say, I, did I say that? I'm kind of, yes. I can't remember saying that. <laughs> so what's the idea? Okay, well, every morning, Ian, he comes in, he's quite grumpy, isn't he? Well, sometimes, yes. Daylight gum and I want to go home. <laughs> Okay, so he's got those little stories. That, that it's not it's nothing special. It's everyday stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that he should say, tell his story. Daylight gum and <laughs> I wanna go home. And then people, guys, have, guys or girls, guys, and, and John McQuirk, <laughs> maybe him as well. They've got to ring in and find the positive side. You of can them. smell memories. Yeah. And and then. If they... In, in Do you want to film my arms? For, who? Who Do you want to film my arms? I don't know him. Okay, so... Where's if, me Woody? <laughs> if it's a, a good position... Alf, so. we some pet. <laughs> Stop it, I can't, I can't get to the end of this. I'm not gay. <laughs> As you know, I, I deal in facts and not fiction. <laughs> okay, okay. Why would a boy play with a girl's toy? Can you see where I'm going with this? Hello? Why would a boy play with a girl's toy? So when it's good, then he, he pressed the button and it, it says, good morning, sir. Right. Because it made his... Do you see that? Hello. <laughs> what, what do you think? Do you see that? <laughs> it's a great hole. Justin. It's a great hole. Where are you? Justin. Mm. Cannot. Mm. Come on. I oiled up <laughs> and I got naked. Oh, yes. Do you mind if I touch it? I don't know. No, that's fine. (laughs) That, my friends, is the sound of a peacock. Come here, give me a big cuddle. Now, that's that's a good feature, isn't it? I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. Come on, Justin. No matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. Now, say something now. Not... Touch it. me, touch me. I want to feel your body. Ooh, touch me. How many clips of you has he got? I think he's got a fetishism of you. This <laughs> is why school is wrong. <laughs>
agree. Thanks for calling, Katya. Not a clue what she was banging on about, Just. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. You've got to stop playing with Robo J. All right. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stop doing that. We haven't got time for. Oh no, we can we can squeeze in. Go on. So you yeah. took St George's to the streets, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, you've been grumpy this morning. Say, oh, St George's Day. Yes. I don't care about St George's Day, yeah. madam. People love St George's Day, don't they? That's a yes. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> so I've been on the streets this morning asking people, are they bothered about St George's Day? One of the strangest answers, again, yeah. I think we've we've ever had on the streets from a guy talking about haggis. Uh, here's what people had to say. David, yeah. do you care about St George's Day, sir? Of course I do. I'm English, born and bred. Yes. Good for you. And it's, it's more important than St Andrew's Day or St David's Day. Thank you very much. Well, here's Jim. Jim, it's St George's Day today. You know all about it. Celebration down your pub this evening. What do you love about St George's Day? Well, it's a good British thing. We are British and it's proud to be British. It's about being English, though, not British. English. <laughs> I mean, do you think, do you think most people that, that you know care about St George's Day? Some people I know do, some people I know you don't. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, it's, 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 it'd be nice to have a celebration. I mean, St Patrick's Day is mm. a big celebration, yep. but St George's Day is never celebrated the way it should be. Okay, interesting stuff. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Now, Thomas, you're Irish, you love St Patrick's Day, but also today you're going to be celebrating St George's, George's Day. Day. Yes. And uh, I've got a lot of friends up in Scotland, and I'll be having a bit of haggis today. <laughs> you can't have haggis on St George's I Day. I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wh why do you like St George's Day so much? And what would you well, say to anybody who says, you know what, today I don't care? Could not care less. Well, I think it's up to the individual themselves. I like St Patrick's Day. That is the day I celebrate. But St George's Day is for other people, but I like to celebrate it as well. Thank you very much. You're Ooh, welcome. I love a bit of haggis. Yeah, not on St George's Day. No though. one knows what it's for. Oh, it's about being British. Duh, no, mm. it's not. Incorrect answer. Go to the back of the queue. Yeah, exactly. No one knows what it's for. You uh, don't know what it's for. Well, listen, it's about, for, for me personally, and this is just my personal we point go. of view. Well okay. Uh, for me, it's about celebrating being English. I was born in this country. Mm. I live in this country. I love this country. Later on today, I'll be playing, I'll be doing things my way. So playing a few English albums. And also what this evening. What was what do you mean English Celebrating albums? English music. Oh, for goodness Because it's one of my mate. hobbies. And this evening, I'll be having an English dish. Well, what, what's that going to be? Chips? It's probably going to be fish and chips. Oh, flipping it. Uh, Justin, uh, uh, I love you, but you're a plum. Uh, just help, <laughs> remind people where you are again, and, and uh, so if they want to come and talk to you about this uh, this lollipop man and the, uh, the fire engine. Yes, I'm outside William Austin Junior School in Luton. It's one of our top stories this morning. If you saw what happened with the lollipop man when he stopped the fire engine we're looking for you i'm in our branded radio car i'm outside the school come and tell us your story you are just going to get loads of mums coming up to you justin making a fuss of you that's what's going to happen travel news for beds cards and bugs bbc three counties radio it's busy on the m1 southbound round junction 10 for luton airport and nine for redbourne and it's also slow on the m25 anti-clockwise around junction 20 for kings langley to 16 for the m40 looking at speed sensors in hemel hempstead and the a41 is starting to look very slow southbound from the hemel hempstead turnoff towards the m25 at kings langley and on the a1 southbound approaching the black cat roundabout there are queues building up from the same Near its junction. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Doorbells. 
knockers are better. 7.47. I haven't got a clue what that is, have you? You should have been listening between 6 and 7. Thursday the 23rd of April, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And Thameslink trains are running normally this morning after major disruption last night after a person was hit by a train. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We've got quite a lot of cloud around, some mist patches through this morning, but it is going to turn into a nice day, so just stick with it. We'll get some sunshine eventually. Uh, certainly through the afternoon, there'll be plenty of blue skies, some good spells of sunshine leading to a really pretty end to the day. Lots of sunshine around, but just a rather chilly easterly breeze. We're certainly keeping that. We've been seeing it over the last few days, and in exposure to that, then it's going to feel really quite chilly at times. But lots of sunshine through the afternoon. Top temperatures will get up to 13 or 14 Celsius. That's 57 in Fahrenheit. So the cloud hanging on longest, I think, towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. Now, as we head through into this evening and overnight, it will stay dry. There'll be some mist patches, possibly some cloud into tomorrow. Lows of six or seven degrees. But more importantly, the wind is swinging around to more of a southwesterly into tomorrow. So it's back to normal weather-wise, as it were, by tomorrow. Now, there'll be more in the way of cloud, but we should see some brightness and some sunny spells around at times. Still feeling mild, 15 or 16 degrees. And we'll have lost the chilly easterly breeze to be replaced with the southwesterly that's going to drive in some low pressure systems so basically it's going to rain we're going to get some showers on friday night into saturday and then saturday and sunday looking quite showery at times still reasonably mild 15 or 16 degrees perhaps some brighter spells at times too a chilly northwesterly wind though setting up into next week that's the forecast With the season very nearly over, there's still plenty to play for. And MK Dons get their third goal. This game's over. On Saturday, we'll bring you an extended three-county sport. Watford travel to Brighton for the early kickoff, knowing a win will keep them top of the championship. It's falling in! What a goal by Trey Cathcart! Then at three, we'll bring you MK Dons, Luton, Stevenage and Wickham as they all chase promotion. Goal number three for the Hatters. Three Counties Sport, Saturday from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. What are you doing for St George's Day? Nothing, I bet. Nothing. I mean, oh, why are you not? This came because we had a phone call. The complaining wouldn't come on air. Why aren't you talking about St George's Day? Graham's from Milton Keynes. Morning, Graham. Hello, Joe. Um, morning, Ian. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm Ian, you're Graham, and St George's the day. What you got for us? Um, I was, I was um, celebrating St George's Day. It's my birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, fella! How happy old are you, man? Forty-six. Uh, what, what, what's it like? I'm, I'm going to be forty-two in oh gosh, f- six weeks' time. What, what's it like being so old, Graham? It's uh, ancient, mate. Feels ancient. It doesn't just. It, you're going to be fifty before you know it. Stop it! Isn't that terrible? And then sixty, and then it's game over. Yay! But you're celebrating your birthday. You're not celebrating St George's Day. Oh, I wouldn't. I think I would do anyway, Ian. All right. Well, look, listen, Graham. I have a happy birthday. Have a happy birthday. At uh, 46 years old. Only 42 this year. Flipping it. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. No one's going to be celebrating St George's Day, though, are they? I mean, what? Oh, that grubby flag of St George be flying out of bedroom windows. Oh dear. 
Earlier this week, oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is a fascinating story. We spoke to Mike Clark. You'll probably remember him. He's from Harpenden. <clears throat> and his 96-year-old dad, Robbie, very humble man, he's a proper war hero. He survived a Nazi death march across Europe. Um, and boy, oh boy, has he lived. Well, now he's not quite so well, his health's failing, and um, the, the, the local council are, um, well, they want him to move into a care home. Well, uh, Mike joins us now. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Ian. How, How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank H- How's Dad doing? Uh, yeah, he's fine, thank you. He's still a little bit anxious about his uh, near future, what's, what his next uh, few months are going to look like. This has been going on for a while. Just let's just, for those who maybe didn't hear you the last couple of times you're on, let's just set the scene. Dad lives at home. He gets some carers supplied by the council, and he pays for some care. Is that right? Yeah, he lives at home. He's got uh, he needs twenty four seven care, unfortunately, because of his health issues. Uh, he gets uh, additionally twenty six hours um, care support, which are provided by the council. So he pays for his live in carer, which gives him twenty four seven safety and security really and, but he's he's caned his savings hasn't he he spent all of his savings on this he's caned a lot of it yeah over the last um, couple of years really uh, two or three years there was a little bit of a lifeline last time we spoke in that um uh, was it the royal british legion had, had, had managed to find a few quid to help him stay a bit longer uh, it was um help for heroes help for heroes uh, excuse me so, yes yeah and on our forces who have set up another go site so yeah but that, that's only a temporary reprieve yeah. really so where are we now, Mike? What's going on? Well, interestingly, it's St George's Day today, as you've been talking about, and yep. uh, my dad was uh, repatriated from the uh, from being a prisoner of war 70 years ago today. 70 years uh, ago today, flipping. He was, he was just a boy, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he was in his uh, late 20s yeah. by then, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so St George's Day means a lot to him. Um, he's actually going to, with me, we're going to hand in the petition to Brent Council at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, the petition has grown to 186,000 signatures now. Oh, and uh, at 2 o'clock, uh, that's a significant time for him as well, because that was the time he was um, released by the Americans from this death march that he was on, on St George's Day, 1945. And now he's, um, I'm begging, begging maybe too strong a word, but he's, he's pleading to be allowed to stay in his home for his house for the last, you know, to be honest, last few years of his life. Yeah, that's right. We just want an olive branch from the council, really, just some support. Um, they haven't really properly assessed his, his needs at home. They keep using residential care as their preferred option. And he just simply wants to stay at home and live out the rest of his life at home, which I think he deserves, really. What do you think, Mike? Realistically, do you think that they're going to change? Because, you know, there, there are people um, in, in not identical but similar situations and, and cuts have been made and, and home care is expensive. Do you really think they're going to listen? Uh, no, they haven't listened for two years. So, um, uh, interestingly, today we wanted to deliver the petition to the chief exec of Grant Council, but she, funnily enough, is not available this afternoon. So, um, no, I don't think they will listen. Oh, I, but not, not that I could tell you what to do, Mike, but I would uh, suggest you and Dad and whoever comes along with you just sits in reception and says, yeah, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait, you know, yeah. and uh, wait, wait as long as you need to. That's what I would do, Mike. I couldn't possibly suggest that you do such a thing. No, no, I, I didn't hear that. Good, good lad. Mike, listen, yeah. maybe, uh, maybe we'll speak to you uh, in a few days just to find out how things are moving on, and I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thanks for your interest, uh, BBC Three Counties, too. It's been oh, really good. No, listen, we, I, I, pff, it's literally our pleasure, and, uh, you know, there are very few people that I think you can classify as heroes, and I know he doesn't like to admit it, but your dad is one of them, Mike, so uh, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, I've told him about all your support, so thank you very much. Brilliant. You're a good son, Mike. You're doing him very proud. Thank you very much indeed.
Yes, if, if I, I have I have done that before, where I've uh, where, where, just, that, that person's not available. I'm afraid they're in a meeting. I'll wait. Sorry, I'll sit here and wait. I've brought a book and a flask. <laughs> done that. Marlene is in Dunstable. Good morning, Marlene. Morning, Ian. Happy what? St George's Day. What can I do for you? It's my birthday today oh, too. Flipping it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you sound a, a little bit older than, um, well, even the last fella's dad, 96. <laughs> Sorry? No, uh, not quite that old. Not quite. Your birth- Happy birthday, Marlene. Thank what you. are you doing to celebrate? Are you going to go down the Derby and Joan, get absolutely legless <laughs> and pull a pensioner? I'm going to Newport Pagnell oh! to see some friends today. The home of dreams. Yes. <laughs> but you're not, really bothered about, you're not really bothered about St George's Day, though, are you? Oh, no, well, as it's my as it's my birthday, you always remember the day, and people say, "When's your birthday?" I go, "St George's Day." When's that? <laughs> hey, listen, you uh, you are. I don't want to know your age, Marlene, but you are of an age. Have you seen the front page of the Sun? No. I, I want. I wonder if this affects you. Go on. Number nine. It's time for a line. Old age pensioners coke binges at bingo halls. Bing- what? Bingo halls are awash with cocaine. <gasps> That's a great gasp. As increasing... Do that gasp again. (gasps) As increasing numbers of pensioners get high on hard drugs. Never. Will you be getting high on hard drugs today, Marlene? No, Ian, I promise not. Mind you, it might straighten me monkey eye, might it? (laughs) Marlene, you're a good sport. Thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. One is on. No, we've got Andrea's listening in America. You don't need to read up about St George's Day. Even English people don't know what St George's Day is, Andrea. We don't know what... It, we only get stroppy about it because the Irish have managed to market St Patrick's... St Patrick's Day so well... They've marketed it as a horrible, loutish, thuggish booze-up where people carry giant inflatable... Basically, it's Guinness. Guinness have managed to convert St Patrick's Day into a booze-up. You walk through any town on St Patrick's Day and there's people wearing giant Guinness hats with shamrocks on and giant Guinness inflatable hammers, I think, I seem to recall. All um, all St George needs to do is to get like a British booze to sponsor it. That's the only reason we go nuts for St Patrick's Day. All of them are horrible, horrible days. Um, Ian, can we put Matt Lockwood in a room with the JVS show and see how long it takes before the taser is drawn? Lockers is radio gold. There you go. I have fans, man. Why does he keep texting in? <laughs> uh, but, but the Lockers has worked on the JVS show. It won't be happening again, is that right? Pretty much that was the general feeling I got. That was the general feeling he got. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lane's been blocked just after Junction 11 for Dunstable Road because of a car that's broken down there. It's causing it to be extra busy in Luton on Dunstable Road. There are queues between the Skin Park Road and the M1 Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. On the A1 southbound, it's slow for two... From the St. Neots Junction to the Black Hat <gasps> Roundabouts. And in Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, it's slow from the Hemel Hempstead to the M25. It's also busy in High Wycombe on the A40 London <gasps> Road in both Never. directions. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. <gasps> Never. 
<laughs> oh, I need to clear out all of these hotkeys. I mean, dearie me, what fun, what fun. Tasty. Isn't it just? I said my Liverpool kit's just moving by itself. OK, thank you, bye-bye. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Lollipop Man suspended after stopping fire engine. EU leaders to discuss migrant crisis and tributes to Milton Keynes' teenager who died after road collision. BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is taking place into why a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. It's claimed firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street outside William Austin Junior School. He's been suspended while the Borough Council carry out an investigation. Jackie Britton, who lives nearby, saw what happened. Another group of children have come out. They were already on the pavement and he just continued to cross them. He'd come out in the middle of the road. He was ushering them across the road. And I, I, I was like, oh, my God, you know, he get out the road, get out the road. And then four or five firemen got out of the vehicle and sort of escorted him off the road. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. More than 800 people drowned off Libya's coast at the weekend. Italy is urging the European Union to consider taking military action to stop the flow of migrants trying to cross from North Africa to southern Europe. Tributes have been paid to a Milton Keynes teenager who has died in hospital the day after her 18th birthday. Justine Connolly was in collision with a car on the V2 Tattenhoe Street close to her Medbourne home on Friday afternoon. The Milton Keynes College student died yesterday at the John Radcliffe Hospital in Oxford. College principal Dr Julie Mills has paid tribute to a fun, bubbly and popular student. Hundreds of schoolchildren as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises across the country, according to new figures. In this region in the last three years, one case of heroin in Hertfordshire, two cases of crack cocaine in Bedfordshire and one case in the Thames Valley have been discovered by police. The former Prime Minister Gordon Brown is poised to enter the general election campaign later, accusing David Cameron of whipping up English nationalism. He's expected to speak in Scotland, where Labour are facing big losses to the Scottish nationalists. A prospect the Tories warned could give the SNP to, could leave the SNP able to blackmail a future Labour government. More from Paul Rowley. Labour are talking about the health service, which is seen as their strongest card. The Conservatives are focusing on on the economy. The Liberal Democrats say they'll guarantee a bonus of up to two hundred. £150 for all carers who are looking after after the elderly if they're part of the next government. Nigel Farage uh, of UKIP is marking St George's Day by having a, a drink in a pub. The parents of a newborn baby who became Britain's youngest organ donor when he died less than two hours after birth have spoken of their pride in their son. His tiny kidneys were transplanted into an adult in Leeds. Thameslink and East Midlands trains from Bedford and Luton into London are running normally this morning following major disruption last night. There were delays and cancellations after a person was hit by a train at Hendon. In sport, England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. The weather, a cloudy start, but brightening up through the morning with sunshine this afternoon. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Never. Morning! Man, if you've just tuned in, the, the, uh, seriously, 
between six and seven. That's where the action is. We had great fun. I can't tell you what happened. I can give you this clue, though. Doorbells. Knockers are better. Doorbells. That happened between six and seven. Sadiq said live on the radio. Doorbells. But why did he say it? You'll have to listen again. Thank you, Matt. Lollipop Man got the boot for stopping a uh, fire engine on the way to a uh, 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 fire. Dealey's outside the school. We'll find out exactly what happened. St George's Day. Oh, man, really? Who gives a stuff? You're only saying you do because... Well, because the Irish have managed to market St Patrick's Day and you're jealous. It's all politically correct. That's why we can't do it. I think it's just gone politically correct. No, it's because no-one's bothered. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I think it's just gone politically correct. No, no one's bothered by it. We've had such a lack. The, uh, the only people that have called in to say they celebrate St George's Day because their birthday's on St George's Day. That's it. That's the chair. No one actually cares about it. You th- some of you might think you do, but if you analyse it, you don't really. We've got any Texas, Kelly Betts, hey, who's doing. I've got to say, Catherine's off this week um, for well, for lazy reasons, and uh, Kelly Betts is, has uh, filled in Kath's slot, and it's a really beautiful thing to see. Thank you. Really, I love the She's way... She's got a good slot. And you, you fill it just so beautifully. Thank you. And Matt is filling your slot. It's a little bit haphazard. It's a bit messy when he fills your slot. Yeah. Yeah? Stuff everywhere. Isn't it just? Now, Kelly. Yes. Texas. No. I've got loads of texts. That you've greened them all to indicate that you've read them all. No, green means they're, they're good oh, to go. Flipping heck. Green what kind of system is this? <laughs> Red means they've been used... Don't use them again. Okay, well let's have let's have some, and then maybe we could set up um, uh, Justin. Yeah, Phil, right. <laughs> I would have more sympathy for my local lollipop lady if she didn't think my Ford Fiesta has the brakes of a Ferrari and just jump out in front of traffic, expecting you to stop at an unreasonable distance. I think the glaring at motorists comes free of charge there. That's from Phil. Mm-hmm. All right, this calls for this lollipop man to be sacked. He's being suspended at the moment from Tony. Uh-huh. Uh, the lollipop man, lollipop man did not know where the fire service was going. Well, if they were going towards it, the story... Let me set the story yeah. up, right, OK? Uh, the blue lights are flashing. It's a fire engine. They're going to an emergency... Uh, a lollipop man outside of school, he just stands in the middle of the road getting kids to cross the school. If a fire engine is going towards you, you know where it's going. It's going behind you. And also before this, the fire service was saying they were having difficulty actually getting through the road because cars were parked where they shouldn't have been parked and there was an okay. ice cream van in the way as well. Well, so. it, uh, it, um, it happened uh, outside William Austin Junior School. Justin Daly's there right now. Morning, Justin. Mm, morning, boss. Yes. What's uh, the atmosphere like? Electric? Uh, no, very quiet at the mm. moment. But, uh, you know, you talked this morning about uh, whether we need lollipop men or, or lollipop women. Of course, this person has been suspended. And all the locals around here saying to me that, that since that suspension, and they haven't replaced the lollipop man, it's been absolute chaos down this road here in Luton. So I'm outside the school, the William Austin School in Luton. I'm with Jackie Bretain, who 
who is a former lollipop lady herself. Oh. And Ian, she actually saw what happened. Well, let's find because we, we've heard different things from different people. Let's mm. find out well, how far away was she from it. Well, and, not very uh, far. What happened? Not very far at all, because, uh, Jackie, you live down this road, so you, you were looking out of your window. Yeah. You were watching everything. Um, we're trying to, to get the facts here. Tell us what you saw that day as an eyewitness. As an eyewitness. Well, I heard the sirens, first of all, and I was upstairs in my bedroom, so I looked out the window. Coming down William Austin... Uh, sorry, down St Ethelbert Avenue, towards the crossing in outside William Austin School, um, the lollipop lady, a man was there. Um, the... The fire engine came down with its sirens going. He was already in the middle of the road crossing the children. So it slowed down, come to a halt. He went back onto the pavement again. Another group of children had gathered outside the school gates ready to cross, but instead of making them stay where they were, the lollipop man went back out into the middle of the road and started crossing another lot of children over. Uh, at that point, um, three or four of the firemen got out of the actual engine uh, and went over to speak to him. They sort of went round him and they, you know, sort of ushered him back onto the pavement again mm. and the children back onto the pavement again. I couldn't hear what they were saying to him. And then the fire engine started to move down the road. I mean, I didn't even know where the fire was, but it turned out to be three doors away from where the lollipop man was. So let's get this absolutely clear for our listeners this morning. So the fire engine came down the road. Yes. He was in the middle of the road. Yes. He went back to the pavement yes. and then went back, back into to the middle of the road despite there being a fire engine with all the lights on. Yes, yes, they did. That's exactly what happened. And he still stood there. He still never moved. And then the fireman had to actually get out of the vehicle and go and speak to him and sort of usher him and, you know, we, you know, obviously I couldn't hear what they were saying, but they ushered him back onto the pavement again and the children because the engine had to get past. But it was awful because I, I just sort of stood there and thought to myself, for God's sake, get out the road. Wow. I mean, as a former lollipop lady yourself, yes. this person has been suspended. Yes. We're not trying to be nasty no, here, no. But, but you saw what happened. Yes. Have you got any sympathy? Um, well, I have to some extent, but not because really in his training, that should have been part of his training. And I know he drives a car because we see him pull up in the mornings and park his car. So as a driver anyway, your common sense would tell you that. So I suppose I have very little sympathy, put it that way. I don't, you know, be that unkind. What would you have done in that situation as somebody, of course, who's been a lollipop person yourself? Well, with my training that I had back in 1987, we come under Bedfordshire County Council then, and one of the first things the supervisor said to me was when she was doing my training, if you hear sirens, stay where you are and wait. Don't even start going out in the road because it's, it's going to come down your road. You can, if you can hear it, wait. And that's what I was told. You don't even start going out into the road. Gosh, boss, I think I think we've basically got to the facts. I just, don't think there's anything more we can ask. Just clarify one thing. The, mm. the, the, it had its siren and its lights going. Yeah. Uh, Jackie, no. again, to, to back that up this yes, morning, yes, it was. You, it did. you did see the sirens. Yes, I did, because I heard them. I heard, the siren. Siren. I heard yeah. them, looked yeah. out yeah. my window and saw it coming down the road with its lights on and its, yeah. and its sirens well, going. I mean, then. they weren't... Once it got sort of nearer to him, they switched the sirens off. I suppose they thought he was going to get out of the way because they'd given him warning as they were coming down the road. Mm. Um, I mean, the key thing for me, and I think the key thing here is, um, obviously we can talk about uh, the sirens, we can talk about the flashing lights, but, but from what Jackie saw looking out of her window, she lives opposite this school, yeah. um, this lollipop man went to the pavement and then went back to the middle of the road. So that, that, that for me is the key thing. If he was in the middle of the road, that's one thing, but he went and then came back. Yeah, he's an umpty then. Yeah, that was what mm. I was, that, that's mm. my point, yes. Yeah. Oh, right.
Uh, Jackie, thank you very much. Justin, excellent stuff. uh, Well, you know, in that case, he's an umpty. Your opinion, not mine. Well, obviously. How could you argue any other point? He's an umpty. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But, but, but again, to go back to one of the key points we mentioned earlier, it's all very well suspending somebody, and based on those facts, and you'll probably say that was the right decision, um, but they haven't had a replacement. This road here is very, very tight. There's vehicles parked on both sides of that road, and people can have their debates about whether we need lollipop people or not, but but the locals here are saying that since that person has been suspended and not been replaced, things down this road are very, very dangerous. Well, the parents should obviously be helping the kids cross the road. Uh, Do you want to stick around for a bit, Justin, if you can speak to some mums? Yeah, if you want to, no problem. I'm sure the mums would like to speak to you, Justin. (laughs) in a little bit. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Ta-ta. Uh, Nigel's in Aylesbury. Morning, Nigel. Morning, Ian. How are you? Hello. Uh, do you know what? I'm, I've got a long day, Nigel. I've got to go to London right. after this, and I've got meetings, and I won't get home till about half past seven tonight. OK. Neither will I, so that's all right. We'll, we'll yeah. all work together yeah. on that well, I've one. Been, Lovely. I've, I've, been, I've been up since ten past four, Nigel. What time you did, have. What yeah, time yeah, did yeah. you get up, Nigel? Um, about half past six to Thank take you. the children to work. Yeah, Thank so you, there we go. Thank you. No well, worries. Your no point, worries. please, Nigel. Thank you. Uh, my, th- my point is, is that I need to apologise to you, Ian. I'm really sorry. Oh, um, well, well, you do. Yes. What you do. Yeah. I, I phoned up a couple of weeks ago and, um, and was on the side of lollipop people and saying how wonderful they were. Mm. And then you put this story on the radio. And I need to apologise because I just think, as, as you've put it, I think he was a numpty. Um, you know, flashing red light, uh, flashing lights and the fire engine coming down the road. You don't walk out in front of it. You stop the children. You were, you make the children aware that you don't cross the road when there's a fire well, engine. Well, it's education for the kids. It's education for the kids, isn't it? It's a lesson um, for them. What a great and, opportunity to give the kids yeah. a lesson on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, which is what you do for the, which is part of the highway code, and it's part of the uh, part of that that you give way to the ambulance, uh, any any emergency service on a on a blue and two, you need to give way to them. And sorry, he he deserves the suspension to be reassessed and re um, retrained if he gets back. Right, I wouldn't let him back. So I apologise for saying that all lollipop la- uh, ladies and men are brilliant and need to be kept. Nigel, I, I accept uh, your apology. Do you agree with me now? We should get rid of all of them. No, I don't agree. Let's press the button, Nigel, and get eliminate all lollipop no, people. No, we don't need no, them. They st- they're still need- they're still well, why are they needed? Well, again, we had that discussion, and you said that I go on and on about it, but it's, it's to give that protection that they, because no. some car owners and some car drivers don't uh, don't look at and don't think that when um, they come to a school, it becomes a more important area to slow down. But in. that becomes that's, the, that's the same on any road, Nigel. And also, if the kids are no, to... it's not because there's more there's more people there's more children there's more younger children around the the school area. And did well. you know that it's a five year old child that that um, the view from their eye, so- eye level what? is the same level as, as the... No, it's the same level as the bonnet of a car. So if there's a car parked in the middle of the... Uh, along the side of the road, yeah. they're not going to be able to see no. past that to be able no, to see... No, but the adult, if a fi- uh, the adult uh, holding the hand of the five-year-old will be able to see... Correct. You wouldn't let a five, again, I wouldn't let a five-year-old no, cross a road no, on its own. But again, but again, it's the fact that you still have this issue where cars still drive along, and although maybe there's a 20-mile-an-hour speed limit, they will not um, obey that 25-mile-an-hour or 20-mile-an-hour speed limit. They'll go faster. The children can still go out further into the road if they're having to cross. I mean, the whole highway, the whole sort of green cross code thing, wasn't it? Find a safe place to park, uh, to cross. But when you've got cars that do park in front of and around schools, okay. because... Parents are lazy. Yep. 
then um, you have that issue that you have no clear areas to park, so that uh, to cross, so that lollipop lady or man gives that area okay. um, thing from there. So, Nigel, listen, but, I appreciate you calling back, and I accept your apology. It, it takes a big man to apologise and a small man to break my heart. No, hang on, what? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton, it's busy on Dunstable Road with queues between Skimpot Road and the M1 because of an accident earlier on the M1. A breakdown, sorry, on the M1. But on the M1 southbound, all the lanes have reopened just after Junction 11 for Dunstable Road, so that is all running as normal again. So we should see those delays in Luton start to ease off on Dunstable Road. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 2 for Wellham Green and the M25 at South Mims. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's heavy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. But on the train departure boards, there are no reports of any major delays at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Eight sixteen Thursday, the 23rd of April. I mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And it's St George's Day, and UKIP are using the occasion to launch their policy of turning the day into a new bank holiday. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bit sniffly. Yeah, I'm a little sniffly. Is it lurgy or hay fever? Um, I think it's hay fever. Okay. Because I don't feel unwell in any way. In fact, I feel most sprightly. You're very smart. Thanks very much. Very smart. So do you. Well. Very cowboy-esque. Thank you. That's the look I was got. I'd love, I'd love it if it was acceptable to wear a cowboy hat in the street. I saw a bloke yesterday, actually in Uxbridge, wearing a cowboy hat, and I thought, what a word that rhymes with cowboy hat. Um, but it would be good if we were allowed to wear them, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. I am. Um, I- my friend Monica, she moved to Houston oh, in Texas, and they all wear them down there. They do, there. yeah. It's per- perfectly normal. Oh, I love it. I wish, I wish cowboy hats and bowler hats made, both made a comeback in a the three counties. Hat. Yeah. If you look at film of like even the sixties, even the early seventies of London, it's all men in dark suits wearing bowler hats striding to it's work. Lovely. It's great, isn't it? Well, now I now I've moved to the country. I have a flat cap. Oh, wonderful. I, I do like I like a hat. You give flat you caps good. have come back, haven't they? Mm. You can wear flat a flat cap. Flat caps are very now. trendy, yeah, yeah. English in the country. Yep. Lovely. Do you ever wear on St Patrick's Day those giant Guinness glasses on your head? <laughs> <laughs> big giant no. foam, no. No, okay. I don't. Okay. I think they'd suit you. Do you? <laughs> Might get you one. Thanks or one much. of those uh, jester's hats with bells on the end. Oh yes. A lot of fun, fun hats. Fats. For for, uh, for which day do I wear the jester's hat? Just for, just you know, every day. If you're feeling a little bit down. Oh. It should brighten up your day. Maybe if you're feeling a bit down, then you could give me a text and I'll wear it to have this chat. OK. Cheer you up. I would love that. I would genuinely love that. More I than think I you say. would. What's on your show this morning? Uh, well, it's funny you talk about St Patrick's Day because, and I know you've been discussing this this morning on your show. Yes. Of course, today is St George's Day. Yes. Happy St George's Day to you, Ian. It's, it's certainly a nice Thursday, yeah. Last night, Nigel Farage told the BBC that the people who sneer at St George's flags are the snobby, liberal London elite. Mm. And there are lots of normal people across the country who enjoy being patriotic. 
UKIP culture spokesperson Patrick Whittle <laughs> says the party wants St George's Day to be a bank holiday as there's more to life than just the economy and patriotism is important. <laughs> well, He's doing it in a pub, isn't he, today? That's a surprise. Well, from nine this morning, yes. I'd like your reaction to this. Are you unpatriotic if you don't celebrate St George's oh. Day? Would you describe yourself as unpatriotic? Normally my size at your questions are internal. That was external, sorry. No, I, 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 well, I don't buy patriotism. I don't get why where my mum and dad chose to have it away and then, you know, where I popped out. I don't, I don't get why I should be proud of that place. But no, St George's Day, it's a, it's a nonsense. People don't even know who St George was. Oh, we had one fella, oh, yeah, I'm supporting it because it's about being British. Uh, no, it's not. It's about being English, you plum. And where was St George from? Turkey. Yeah, exactly. But... You know Iraq celebrates St George's Day as well. It's it's a day for us as and English Iraq. and English people and Iraqis everywhere to be a bit proud, isn't it? Of what? Of being English. What? From nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Are you unpatriotic if you don't celebrate St George's Day? Your call on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Introducing. On Saturday, BBC Introducing brings you a very special gig. We'll be live from the Forum Hertfordshire with exclusive performances by Fallow Fields. I guess they're right, but how can this be? And Room 94. Introducing live from the Forum Hertfordshire. Saturday from 8 o'clock here on BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Introducing. JVS is telling me that's his uh, favourite trail uh, at the moment. We've all got our favourites. That's. Um, that's Gravius's favourite uh, trail. Uh, I mean, this whole St George's thing, we've just. The thing is, no one's called in this morning to say that they are bothered by St George's Day, apart from two people who. Uh, only because it's their birthday. It, it's your birthday, it's your birthday. What song's that? It's your birthday. It's your birthday, it's your birthday. What song is that? 525,600 minutes. Not that one, is it? Um, no one's bothered by it. Also, I want to feel happier about St George's Day than I do. I think I should, but there's not enough going on. Here's a question. It's about being English, right? Yeah. What does being English mean? What does that mean? Can you just tell him to, you know, shut up? Matt? Just give her a, keep the noise down a little bit and, you know, just we're on the it's radio. It's only Colin. Um, what, what does being English mean? Does it mean anything? He's whispering in a really loud voice. Have you got his mic open? No, I haven't. Ow. That's just your microphone and his boomy northern voice. What does being English mean? What does it mean? What, you eat chips and you play Xbox and you drink and uh, you're a little bit, what, a little bit lazy? What does it mean? Don't know. Oh, English. I'd, I'd speak to you when he's finished taking personal calls. School children, as you, uh, 08459 455 555. By the way, BTW for the win. FTW. School children as young as eight have been caught with drugs on school premises. That's according to freedom of information responses from police forces across the country. Um, last three years on school premises, there's been one case of heroin in Hertfordshire, two cases of crack cocaine trafficking in Bedfordshire. And one case in the Thames Valley of secondary school student taking ketamine. It's primarily kids with uh, with weed, basically. Not saying it's 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 good or or, or whatever. Um, I, I just wonder how much things have changed because 
there were kids with dope in my school at 14, 15, 16. Uh, you know, is it any different? Uh, Richard Smith runs a drug awareness programme in schools called Street Aware. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Good to talk to you again. Just remind those who perhaps didn't hear you last time or, or inform them for the first time why you started Street Aware and, and, and what your, your background is. Right, I, st- I started Street Aware basically because we, we experienced uh, problems with my son who got himself into trouble with legal highs. Um, and he... Um, he uh well, what we found was that the services available to us uh were, were were fine if you were taking heroin or cocaine or had a problem with illegal drugs but there was no real service support for these legal highs which was a rising trend so i set out to try and uh, educate and raise awareness in schools um of these uh, substances and uh, and offer some harm reduction advice as well. So when you hear things like this this story, that, that you know, kids as young as eight, I mean, I think it was one kid. I'm, I'm really trying not to overplay the stats on this, Richard, because I don't want it to become a, 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 you know, a terror-mongering story. But a kid as young as eight and a few instances of Class A's in schools, I mean, um, we, we're never going to stop that, are we? No, you're never going to stop it. Um, the, the worrying thing when you start to talk about statistics, I mean, you've, you've quoted some stats there. Uh, I, I've read through this uh, paper uh, from the Press Association, and it shows over four years a 38% decrease of these illegal drugs year on year, which you would think would be a good thing. But if I throw another stat to you that isn't in there, uh, new psychoactive substances, which is legal highs, from 2013 to 14, there's been a 169% increase um, over that same period. So it's not that that usage is dropping, it's that people are switching to legal uh, equivalents of these drugs, uh, which are far more dangerous in, in many cases. Why do you say they're more dangerous? People might be surprised by that. They're far more dangerous because they're um, they're an unknown quantity. Uh, people people have no um, awareness of what's in them. What they basically are is a replica of an illegal drug that uh, they analog it. They change the molecular structure to make it legal. Mm. Um, so it has a different. Uh, chemical makeup and of course what they do is take a base central drug and then build chemicals around it and the short answer is you don't know what you're taking we're never going to stop it i don't think we're ever going to stop it uh, 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 richard what do we do to make things safer for young people well, we, we raise awareness of the problem. We educate them sensibly. I mean, just saying no to a young person is not an answer anymore. Um, they, they do think they're, they're, they're above it and, you know, not me. Um, it's not going to happen to me. Um, so raising awareness, sensible advice, um, and, and just basically making them aware of the dangers of this new era of of drugs i mean it's breaking bad gone bad basically um you can talk about legality of drugs whether they should or shouldn't be illegal i think it's academic at at the end of the day because there have been illegal drugs as you said uh, earlier cannabis has been illegal as long as i can remember it Mm. 
Um, and it is a gateway drug. It's the thing they all start. You were quite right. Young, young children in school do try cannabis. Mm. Uh, some of them will progress on to other things. Some of them won't. They won't, they won't like the effects. Richard, listen, I've got, I've got to move on. I really appreciate your time as always. Always good to talk to you. Richard Smith uh, runs a drug awareness programme in schools called Street Aware, and it's probably... Um, it, I would suggest that he's got his head screwed on when it comes to this stuff a little bit better than a, a lot of other people. Kieran's on the line. Good morning, Kieran. Good morning, Ian. Good... Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. What have you got for us, Kieran? Well, I was just a bit uh, perturbed by some of the comments you made about St George's Day. I felt like... Uh... Most of the English people I speak to uh, are quite proud of St George. But... Why are they proud of St George? Tell me about St George, Kieran. Well, obviously he was born in Turkey. He was a Roman soldier that, you know, took umbrage the way the Christians were being uh, basically uh, persecuted. But, I mean, that, that, that's by the by. But, why, but the, why are you, proud of, why are you, why are you proud of that? You just said you're proud of St George. So what, what are you proud of St no, George I for? Said, I said most of the English people I speak to are proud of St George because it's our patron state and we've got lots to be proud about. Well, uh, why, why are you proud? Are you proud of St George? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's just. Well, why are you proud of Turk Kieran? Tell me why you're proud of St George. Well, I feel it's a, it's a day that we should be celebrated because England is a great country. No, why are you proud of St George? Well, what, what, what do you mean? Why am I proud of St George? Just... He's, he's a patron state. He's a patron state of England. But so, why are you proud of him? What has he done today? To what has he done to make you feel proud? What do you mean, what has he done to make us feel Well, Kieran, you said you're proud of St George. I just, well, what, a... what, did, what did St Patrick do for the, for the Irish to make that's not proud? The, that's not the question, Kieran. You've said you're proud of St George. Why are you proud of him? Well, I'm proud of that he's been made our patron saint because he stood for something, that's why. OK, and so... And what, so he stood for something that means more than just Xbox and being lazy like what you quoted... English people do. Well, that's that's what they do, Kira. Because let's is be it? honest. Is, is that the people? Is that the people you hang around with? Ian? Let's let's be honest, uh, Kieran. Most people aren't that bothered about St George. It's a tiny it's a tiny minority. You, I mean, know, you know what it is. You know what it is, Ian. Most people aren't bothered about St George because they don't have any sort of like brief on why they should be proud. And it's because. People aren't as patriotic as it's because we've been done down to be patriotic. I'm an ex-soldier. I've served the country. I know lots and lots of people that do service in other ways. We should be proud of this country. And why why should... Do... T- t- give, me, give me three reasons we should be proud of this country. Go on, Karen. Well, we've got a great human rights record. We have the best army in the world. Uh, best train, that is. And uh, we have uh, also... have always shone a light... If it weren't, if if it wasn't, if it wasn't for this country, there wouldn't be so many people doing so well. I don't know what that means. If it wasn't for this country, there wouldn't be so many people doing so well. What does that mean? Well, in this country, we have a we have a, a, a democracy. Well, we've got a million people using food banks. That's doing well, isn't it? Well, it's no, no, of course not. It could be doing a lot better. Obviously, it could be doing a lot better. And I'm, I'm hopefully this uh, with the next general election on its way, might see some some changes possibly but I mean listen at the end of the day the whole uh, global economy is on a bit of a downturn that's because obviously the human the human race is just so consumer based but we've moved off, we've moved off the subject at the end we of have the, we have and I, that's, that's what that's what makes conversation so good don't worry, Kieran. I think I did a good job of that myself in the last hour. But I, I appreciate I appreciate yeah, your concern, yeah. Kieran. Listen, thank you for your call. I've got to move on, mate. Thank you, mate. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
on the A1 southbound. It's queues starting to build up from the St. Louis Junction now to the Black Cat roundabout. In Puckeridge on Standon Hill, it's very slow between Ermine Street at the Puckeridge roundabout and Albury Road at Adam Ford. In High Wycombe, the A40 London Road is slow in both directions. And on the motorways on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's really busy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, it's also looking very slow from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to Junction 9 for Redbourne. But checking the train departure boards and there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. Tributes have been paid to a Milton Keynes teenager who has died in hospital the day after her 18th birthday. Justine Connolly was in collision with a car on Friday afternoon. And it's St George's Day and UKIP are using the occasion to launch their policy of turning the day into a new bank holiday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England were 74 without loss at the close of day two of the second test against the West Indies in Grenada. That's in reply to the home side's 299. Under pressure pair Alistair Cook and Jonathan Trott are 37 and 32 not out respectively. Former England captain Michael Vaughan believes today is the perfect opportunity to score heavily. I don't think you'll ever get a better chance to go and get three figures with all the pressure on and then the concern to the commentary box and to many that have written them off and given them whatever they want to give and you make everyone shut up. Real Madrid and Juventus have joined Barcelona and Bayern Munich in the Champions League semi-finals. Real beat City rivals Atletico 1-0 to progress by the same score on aggregate. Juventus drew 0-0 in Monaco to also go through 1-0 on aggregate. Bedford athlete Paula Radcliffe says she wants to enjoy her final marathon in Sunday's London race, but it's only in recent weeks her fitness has been confirmed. I'm not going to get anywhere near a personal best. Um, even without the foot operations, I was never going to do that. But this year, it's not been about that. It's just... Um, I guess being greedy, just about being able to get the chance to, to come and take part in this brilliant race again, um, be in the middle of it and kind of run around that marathon with the, the mass race and, and, yeah, enjoy it. And in ice hockey, Great Britain coach Pete Russell is the new head coach of Milton Keynes Lightning. He will combine his role with the national team with the day-to-day running of the MK team. Long-serving Nick Poole has taken on the role of general manager. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, this morning... We've um, Doorbells. talked about that. Missed that if you weren't listening to the first hour. That was Sadiq. Uh, we've talked about gay zebra crossings. Uh, we've talked about silly willies. We've talked about uh, lollipop men and indeed women and uh, St George. I mean, is anyone really bothered by... I didn't even know it was St George's Day until someone phoned up furious to complain that we weren't talking about St George's Day. Craig's in Ellsbury. Morning, Craig. Morning, Ian. How are you? Um, a little bit windy, actually, Craig, so I, I apologise in advance. What have you got for us? No, that's fine. Ian, don't be so hard on people, mate. That guy showed up about St George's Day. St George's Day's a good day. We, Ian, this country needs to celebrate. We have a spirit of people in this country that 
like the, it's like the second world war the first world war spirit and it's a nucleus of people that that have this feeling that this country is worth something Ian, you wouldn't be sat in your job oh, being able no, to speak no. the way that you do, Ian, no, here we with go. free speech, we haven't got, Craig, Craig, we haven't got free speech on here, mate. I, I hate to break yes, it. No. Well, you have to no, certainly No, extent. Craig, I haven't. There are really strict rules about what I can and can't say. No, that, that's the BBC. That's no, no, no. Freedom of speech. No, Craig, that's that's broadcasting. That's the laws of broadcasting. There are really oh, strict th- There are really strict <laughs> things. I, I can't libel someone, uh, I can't swear, and I can't tell you who, to, who I'm going to go and vote for. So yeah, those are quite... They're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not bad things, are they? Well, they're, well they're, but that's... <laughs> incidentally, those are the first... You, you, you just mentioned freedom of speech. It always makes me laugh when people think we've got freedom of speech on the radio. We haven't okay, at all. Right, there are right. three really strict things that we can't say. So freedom of speech Ian, is a myth. Ian, Next Ian, point. Ian, Ian, just climb down off it for a second. No, Craig, right. I'm not, because you've said something, that's, you said something, Craig, that's incorrect, and all I'm doing right, is correcting okay. you. So okay, freedom I'm, of speech right, is a myth. I'm, Next Next point. Right, Ian, I said something that was incorrect, OK. But this country... Right. We Except your apology. Free, we, uh, it's a pleasure, Ian. I, I would always apologise if I'm wrong. Don't accept your sarcasm, though, Craig. So make a <laughs> point. Ian, look, this country, we do have freedom of speech. Well, we this don't, country, mate. We Ian, don't. We don't. We do. We no, don't. no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you on this one. Well, no, because you're, you're wrong. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. Is I'll no, go and stand out in the street and say, OK, guys, it, let's go and beat up black people. I'd get done for a hate it, crime. It, so we don't have freedom of speech, Craig. It's a myth. Uh, but carry on. It, no, it isn't. Now, it isn't. That's your opinion, Ian. Well, no, it's that a fact, mate. Craig, 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 it's a law. No, we are. No, Craig, because we are going down that road because you brought it up. There is a law. There is a law. Craig, Craig, we'll get to the... Craig, listen, we'll get... Craig, listen, I'm turning you down. I never do that because it's rude. We'll get to your point Craig we've got 25 minutes we'll get to your points in a minute don't you don't have to cram it all in but the thing you said about freedom of speech is incorrect there are laws which dictate what you can and you can't say that's a fact okay. mate all right, Ian, my second apology to you this morning is the fact then that we don't have certain levels of freedom of speech. Boom, yeah? we're in. Right, we're Boom, in, we're Craig. In. Let's move on. Mate, Ian, I love your show. I love the way that your personality is so different from everyone else. Ian, this is a good day. We need something. You said about the food banks earlier. And do you know what? If it wasn't for the people of this country that operate those food banks, free charge, they give up their time, people give up their money, because that is what this country is about, mate. That is a, the country is about a million people not having enough money to feed their children. I'm Ian, proud but, of that, Craig. When, Ian, when things are tight, mate, people pull in. And whether you like it or not, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that is the spirit of this country. Yeah, why, did I I hear, why have I heard so many people phoning up at various radio stations saying that those, um, those poor souls that are drowning at sea, uh, we, we should let them drown? I'm hearing no, that a lot across the, across the radio dial at the moment. So that's not very good-natured, is it? No, it's not. But that's not St George's, is it? That's not Great Britain. That's not England, is it? Well, no, that is that, that, that. I suspect that's what more people think than than otherwise, Craig. No, you're also, suspecting. No, no, no. I'm not going to bring a. I'm not going to bring a downer on this day, Ian. Craig, but Craig, you're only, you're, no. That's, let's go on fact. You wanted to go on fact earlier. The fact is, you're only suspecting. 
And that's what he said. Well, the, cra- the, the fact is, Craig, I've heard... a good day, oh, Craig, stop shouting. Calm down, you silly sausage. The fact <laughs> is, the fact is, I've heard people express those opinions. So those opinions yeah. do exist. But why should... What, what, what is it? It's just a day. So what are you going to do to celebrate a Palestinian man who killed people? What are you going to do to celebrate that, Craig? Uh, come on, look. This, today, we, we need something to celebrate. What? We need something okay. to get hold of. What are you going to celebrate? What, what are you going to do to celebrate a Palestinian man who killed people? What are you going to do uh, to celebrate? Hold on a minute. Do you not? Are you proud, Ian, of this country? Are you going to answer the question? I'll answer your question. You answer mine. Go on, then. What are you Go on, then. I'll ask for a third time, Craig, and maybe you'll, you'll, you'll listen this time. OK, all right, all right, all right. What are you going to do today to celebrate a Palestinian man who killed people? What are okay, you going to do? OK, the Palestinian man that killed people, he, what he was doing, he was standing up for something that he thought was right. Are you going to answer the question or not? Well... What do you want me to do? Do you want me to say? What I do you want, want me to say? I want you I'm to... proud. I'm going to celebrate the fact they kill people up the No, more. Craig, but Craig. he stood for something. Craig, do you want me to ask the question a fourth time? Because the it. fourth time is going to be the last time I ask it. Go on, then, and then you can cut me off. Go on. Well, if you don't answer it, Craig, I will cut you off. Go on, then. I'll ask me the question again. If you, well, I'm building up to it, Craig, because I suspect you need a run up, okay? Because it's the fourth <laughs> time, okay? Okay, mate. Go and on. If you, if you answer the question, you, does, you win the right to stay on a little bit longer. If you don't, I'm going to go to Chris I, and Colin, okay? I, okay, go on. Okay, so the, for, for the fourth and indeed the final time of asking, what are you going to do to celebrate a Palestinian who killed people? Right. I let me let me answer this now. I am not going to celebrate a Palestinian man that killed somebody, but I will feel good about somebody who does stand up. He's not answering. Something... You're, not, Craig, you're not answering the question, mate. I've got to let you go, fella. I've got to let you go. Four t- four times the question was asked. Four times, shouty Craig didn't hear it. Listen, St George's. I'm just. I, I'm not saying, hey, let's ban St George's Day. You want to do it? That's groovy, man. Go and do it. But you'll be in a minority. Thank you, Craig. Chris is in Bedford. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ian. What have you got for us? Hi there, mate. Right, St George's Day. I partly agree with Craig. that's just been on. Okay, we should celebrate it. Why? It's basically, case that we've. Why? Why? Why should we celebrate it? This is what I don't understand. Why should we celebrate it? Because it's the last bit of English bit of history that we've got. He was an English mate, and they celebrate it in Iraq. I know they do, but he, since George and the English flag has been part of our history for almost a thousand years. And what years do you mean? And, and what do you mean? It's the last bit of English that we've got. Well, everything we do, we tend to be put down. We're racist. We're not allowed to do this. I think it's just gone politically correct. What have you been put down for doing that's racist, Chris? Beating up Pakistanis, because that could be considered racist. I, don't, I can't no. think of anything. Well, what have you done that's no. been put down as being racist? I go out every St George's Day with flags all over my car. Good for you, but that's not okay. racist. And I have been told in several workplaces to remove them because they offend people. OK, who's told you to do that? My boss. OK, what, what, what kind of company do you work for? I used to work for agencies working in my houses. OK. okay. Um, well, but did he say it was because it was racist? Yeah. He's, your the, boss said, take down those St George's flags because they're racist. Yeah. He, your boss said, think about it, he said, take down those flags, Chris, because they're racist. That is correct. Well, uh, uh, with the greatest respect, I'm not convinced. And secondly, well, that's nonsense. Of course it's not racist. Well, it's the Union flag, uh, OK, the... The Union flag uh, or the flag of St George? Which one are we sorry, talking about? Sorry, I'm getting mixed up here. I know. The, the flag of St George yes. has been hijacked... No, it hasn't. Right. No, 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 it by hasn't. Several, 
by several organisations. No, no, and the everyone, flag of St George, Chris, Chris, no, hardly anyone looks at the flag of St George as being racist. It's a myth. Of course it's not racist. It used to be. OK, but, but maybe there was a little bit of flirtation with the National Front in about 1977. But that's it. The flag of St George isn't racist. So what have you done that, apart from the, the, having an idiot for a boss, what have you done that has, you've been told is racist? Just basically being English. Well, okay. can we, no, you mag on, hang on a minute, mate. You yeah. might, come on, Chris, let's get to the... What have you done? Where have you done something and someone's gone, you can't do that, Chris, that's racist? It's basically throwing the English flag. That's the only time, so once. That's the only time, yeah. So once you've been told you've been racist. So you, yeah. you're saying you can't do anything English because it's, it's, it's perceived a racist. That, there's one instance of that happening. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Let's go to Colin in Dunstable. Good morning, Colin. Morning. What have you got for us, boss? Uh, I would I'm enjoying this. This is I... like the old days. This is like half past 11 at night. This is brilliant. I would, I would celebrate um, St George's Day, but I can't find any dragons to slay. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Colin. Is that all you got to say? Well, is that all you've? Is that? Hang on a minute. You are you saying? Are you asking yourself quite, that question? I thought that was quite funny. I'm sure you did, Colin. That last 15 minutes was fun. That was fun. Wasn't that was. It? If, if I did a late night phone in, that's what it would sound like. Listen, I'm not. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm not saying don't celebrate St George's Day. I just suspect. I know you'll be in the minority, and I don't get it. I don't get the point of it. I'm not uh, uh, necessarily unpatriotic or pro-patriotismistic, mm. but I don't. St George's Day, I don't get it. It's just, it's, you know, that guy. Oh, I can't do anything English because you're racist. Well, what? Your boss said that flying the, the, the flag of St George was racist. I don't believe that actually happened. If I... I'm British first, English second, and an idiot when? What? Where in the list does that? <laughs> where in the list does that fit? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's looking really busy anti-clockwise between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4. And it's also slow on the approach on the A1M southbound from Wellham Green towards the M25. In Boreham Wood, the A1 is also got queues starting to build up southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And in Puckeridge on the A120 Standon Hill, it's very slow eastbound between the Puckeridge Roundabout and Albury Road at Haddon Ford. In High Wycombe, it's busy on the A40 London Road in both directions and there no delays at the moment on the train departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.45. It is um, um, uh, Thursday, the 23rd of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There'll be complaints, by the way. There'll be complaints. An investigation is underway after a lollipop man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. And it's St George's Day, and UKIP are using the occasion to launch their policy of turning the day into a new bank holiday. More of your calls on this if you want. Let's get the weather first, though. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hello, very good morning to you. It's a very cloudy start to the day, unfortunately, but that gloom will eventually lift. Probably not until the afternoon, though, for many of us, particularly not towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire. Well, slowly, that cloud is slowly going to burn its way back to the coast. So turning sunnier a little bit later on through the day by the afternoon, the end of the day, it'll be pretty nice. I think with lots of blue skies around. And we've still got that rather chilly easterly breeze that'll peg back the temperatures somewhat, but uh, we're looking at top temperatures of up to 12 or 13 Celsius, and that is 55 in Fahrenheit. But the best of those temperatures will be towards western areas of uh, Buckinghamshire. Now, as we head through into the um, into the overnight period, then we're looking at lows of around six or seven degrees. There could be some cloud around, some mist patches into tomorrow. It will stay dry, but our wind is becoming more of a southwesterly, so it's back to normal, as it were, tomorrow. I think it will be a cloudier day. There'll be some brightness, some sunny spells to be had, particularly towards eastern areas at times. I think and we'll have lost that chilly easterly breeze. Instead, it will be the southwesterly, and that southwesterly is going to help to drive in some showery out breaks of rain on Friday night and then some more showers at times on Saturday and Sunday but it'll still stay quite mild temperatures over the next few days at around 16 degrees over the weekend that is and then a northwesterly wind is going to make things feel a bit cooler into next week that's the forecast when a man loves a woman the general election on the BBC as May the 7th approaches, we're cutting through the jargon. To understand what the policies really mean for us here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. We're asking the questions you want answered. Keeping you up to speed with events on television, radio and online. And delving deeper into the issues where we live. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. For more details, go to bbc.co.uk slash election 2015. There'll be complaints... There'll be, now I know how to access the complaints log. Oh, yeah, I forgot to show you how to do that, Kells. We can access the complaint log for the whole BBC, radio and television, going back years. There was a brilliant one. Someone complained about... You know those um, homes in the country where they go and look at homes? Someone complained that nobody took their shoes off when they went to other people's houses, and it was, dis- it was disrespectful, Roy! Do you ask people to take their shoes off when they come into your house? Roy? Are you talking to me, sir? Is your name Roy? It is indeed. Then, uh, yes, yes I am, sir. Hence me mentioning your name, sir. Sir, do you ask people to take their shoes off when they come into your house? Uh, if I have enough courage, yes. Yeah, I know. It's a, uh, My wife makes uh, makes me do it. And we had some builders coming in, and I had to say, I'm really sorry, lads. <laughs> Could you take your boots off? They gave me the look of death. Well, no, my wife would kill me, but uh, quite rightly so. I mean... In Japan, everyone takes their shoes off when you go in house, and I think it's an absolute uh, wonderful idea. Why bring all the dirt from that? Uh, I agree, I agree, but I just... Oh, I'm such a coward when it comes to things like that. You've not called in about shoes and carpets, though, Roy, have you? No, I've called in about St George's Go on, fella, what you got? Well, I send out St George's Day cards every year to all the good and great. I've not Um, got one. um, Well, the Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister and everybody. Sorry? I, to the Prime Minister, Deputy Prime Minister... I thought I you said the good and great. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I even sent one to your colleague, uh, Nick Coffer, to, uh, today. Um, so... But did you send it today? Uh, well, no, I sent it yesterday. It has arrived, because you're... you're OK, why, why do you send um, St George's Day cards to Nick Coffer and um, uh, uh, the Prime Minister? Uh, well, because Nick Coffer's the only person I know at your radio station. OK, well, he's, 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 you know, he's a, he's a very uh, knowable kind of guy. But why do you send out St George's Day cards? I didn't because even know I, such things existed. Well, I they saw you come in. Well, I, no, I had them printed many years ago. I had a thousand printed, oh. and I'm still using them. OK. So I believe we should celebrate our, uh, our National Saint Day. Although he's a mythical figure, like St Patrick and all the other people, yes. we should be proud of it. And 
And I, I, I failed to understand why uh, Ken Livingston could give a quarter of a million pounds to celebrate uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day when he was in power, but refused me some money to celebrate St. George's Day. Well, hang Day. on a minute. Ken Livingston was in power years ago. Yeah, and I um, I, to be honest, you can't just phone up and say, all right, Mayor of London, I'm Roy in Brooksman Park. Can I have a quarter of a million pounds, please? No, I didn't do it like that. That's, 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 uh, that's posing the wrong question. I didn't do that. I, I wrote to him and said, if you can give a quarter of a million pounds to celebrate St. Patrick's Day, yeah. is it not fair to, to also give the same this, And this is the thing, Roy. This is why I think a lot of people um, uh, uh, complain about the lack of interest in St George's Day because they're jealous of the Paddies. They're jealous that uh, St Patrick's Day is celebrated, so they think, oh, if St Patrick's Day is being celebrated, we should celebrate St George's Day. No, no, I'm quite envious of, of, of the loyalty of the Scots and the Irish and everybody who take pride in, 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 in their national... Uh, is it loyalty or is it is it blind stupidity? No, it's not blind stupidity. You know what, what's wrong with celebrating your heritage? That's, that's, that, listen, if you want, and I'm not knocking anybody that wants to celebrate it, then then do. But it, it's got nothing to do with me. The, a guy they celebrate it in Iraq, Roy. They celebrate St George's Day in Iraq. Yeah, well, that's that's fine. That, that's fine. And in I Spain, said I said it's a mythical figure, but nevertheless, the mythical figure has been associated with us. I mean, even at the Battle of Agincourt, was it? God for England, Harry and Saint George. So it's been around. A it long was time. years ago, though, Roy. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it doesn't make it any less pertinent. Be, here we go. What does being English mean to me? To mean to be pride that we've given the world so much, uh, a law system that we stopped slavery. And many well, well, hang on, Roy. We stopped slavery. We kind of started slavery as well. So uh, you know. Well, no, we were part of it, but of course we were a massive part in slavery. So no, you know. We... Yeah, I know, but it was a different time, different values, and it was, and we actually stopped it. The Royal Navy stopped slavery. So we well, yeah, but America stopped slavery. Do you know what I mean? Loads of places stopped slavery. We only stopped it because we'd started it. No, we didn't actually start it. Well, we started it in this country. Know. I'm not saying we invented it, but we started no, it. We were, we were slave traders. We didn't actually make slaves. That well, yeah, but, st- but come on, Roy, that's, that's still pretty low, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but you're talking different values, different here a couple of hundred years ago, so you can't judge it then. You have to... I mean, we had child prostitution. It still doesn't make it right, does it? No, but you can't, you can't celebrate uh, no. the, the end of something that we, that we contributed no, towards. No, what I'm trying to say... What else, what else is... What else is, 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 is being, does what being I'm, English mean? to you. What I'm trying to say is that England, on balance, gave the world more than, than what it took. And, you know, and people... You tell that to a village in Iraq. Do you know what I mean? Because well, it's, it's, yes, it's, it's how we perceive it, isn't it? It's yeah, how we yes, perceive but, it. Yes, but as many Indians still 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 say, yes, what, 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 what great... What the Indians say it, the Pakistanis don't say it, because we yes, screwed but, those guys over. Uh... No, you have to go and do, I think you should really go back and do your history. We screwed more. the Pakistan. So we've got the no, whole. We we've got the whole it. continent of India, Roy. No. We've got the whole. We we own the whole. No. We own the whole continent of India. That's how arrogant we were. We, and we no, said, we, right, we, you've got three months to separate into two countries. The Indians, the guys that aren't the Muslims, the ones that we like. You can get the big bit. You get all the rich bit. You get the bit where it rains. You get the bit where it's nice. You get the bit where it's green and lush. Yeah, you Muslims. You've got no. this corner in the northwest. You've got three months to get there. Off no, you go. Hold on, hold on. That's what happened, Roy. Mountbatten. That's what Mountbatten did. He hold screwed on. him over. Mountbatten was the last was the last viceroy. But Gandhi wanted separation, and they and, and, and we gave them what they wanted. No, no, I no. We gave them should... three. We gave them three months to do it. And we, we gave the, the no, Muslims all that. We gave them the rubbish the, corner where they couldn't grow anything. Who had been in the pipeline? No, they decided what. And they killed millions. They killed well, hundreds of thousands between them. You know, you have got to remember that we have to talk on balance. We can't nitpick history. Well, hang on a minute. Nitpicking. 
history, the partition yeah. of India, that's not nitpicking, Roy. We, we screwed no, them over. We, hold on. Again, you're talking from the values of 2014. You have to go back to the 19th century and different values. They were screwed. Well, it was the, it was, it was the 20th on. century that the partition the, happened. Well, what about the caste system here? They screwed each other worse than we ever but, did. But, but, Roy, you, but, Roy, no, the thing is, you've, you've, and I've got to move on, Roy, because I want to speak yes. to Kiri and Lisa. But, but what's this to do with St George's Day? Exactly, Roy. Thank you. Kiri's in Luton. Good morning, Kiri. Good morning, Ian. How are you? I am um, enjoying this more than a man should. <laughs> and I'm boy, oh boy, I hope you're ready for the complaints upstairs <laughs> from people who aren't <laughs> listening properly. Yes, Kerry? I just don't get it. Why are we celebrating this? I mean, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know it was. Yep. I, don't, I don't really know who he is. And then when I hear you say he's not even British... No. And then the, hearing that last gentleman that was just talking and about slavery and things, as you said, we were an evil country. All the things that we did and yeah. that we started. Well, we, and we, now, we've done good <laughs> things as well. Listen, Karen, I'm oh, running yeah. out of time. Stay there. Lisa? No. Hello. Uh, uh, right, all right. Lisa, t- t- tell Kerry why she should be celebrating St George's Day, like you well, are. Well, in St Albans, we're very proud of uh, what we do on St George's Day. We we are having lunch tomorrow for 350 people uh, made up of the business community. We sing Jerusalem, Land of Hope and Glory. We wave flags. We hang flags from the ceiling. And it's a fantastic event. And when are you doing that, Lisa? Hours. When are you doing that? Tomorrow. 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 So, so what are you doing for St George's Day? Um, preparing for tomorrow, actually. Oh. <laughs> why, why are you not holding a St George's Day lunch on, I don't know, St George's Day? Because we always do it on the Friday nearest to St George's Day okay. for for purposes of Kiri, people being they're, they're in they're like blessing in Jerusalem. L- yeah, we but Lisa, would would your life be any different if you didn't if St George didn't exist? No, I mean it, it's just it's just another day, isn't it? He doesn't as as Ian said, he's not even British. I mean that's the joke. We're celebrating someone that's not British. Yeah, that's fine. Have a day tomorrow, but don't mark it as St George's Day. Just mark it as a day. As I said, we'd still have had all. All the wars and atrocities and all the good things don't get well, me wrong. That's, I'm not interested in that. I'm not actually interested in that. We just hold a fantastic event that our business community love and oh, we all have different. a great day and we're very patriotic about it and very proud. <laughs> what aren't what you interested okay. in, Lisa? So you're, what proud to, you're proud to be British, but it's not because of St George. It's just you're celebrating because you're proud to be British. That's fine. But then don't include St George in it because that doesn't make any difference. Well, you know, that's your opinion. But we, we, the business community love what we do and it's a fantastic event that sells out very quickly. Great, and I'm sure they'd still come even if you didn't have St George in the title and I'm sure they'd still be happy to come and celebrate and be patriotic to be British but doesn't need St George. That, as Ian has said more than once, he's not British. Fair enough, but uh, we, like I said, it's a very successful event. Everyone's very happy. He has a great day. It's well, a great occasion. It, yeah, it's great you're having a good day, and I wish you the best yeah. of luck with it. What does Thank it mean? You very to, much. No, what does it mean? To, Thank you, Kerry. What does it mean to be English, Lisa? Um. Well, I mean, I don't really think I want to get involved in that. Um, but, but, given that the but that's what's cool a debate around well, at the moment. It's but. not. Poli- it's not political debate. It's just you're celebrating Englishness. You're celebrating England's day. We're celebrating St George, which is England's day. Mm. So what does it mean to, for you to be English? What does it mean to be English? Um, well, I mean, it's just being proud of where you're from. But, they, but Americans are proud of where they're from, and, and, and loads of people yeah, are proud. Yeah, good for them. That's great, and they celebrate. Yeah, so um, what does it mean to you to be English? Um, I feel proud to be English. Yeah, but what does it mean to be English? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I can't answer that. OK, so you're I, celebrating a day of Englishness... 
yeah, we're very proud to be um, celebrating St George tomorrow. It's very patriotic. But what, but what does it mean? I do, but uh, I don't. Uh, what does it mean to be English, though? If, if you're being patriotic, what then do you, you must think have... it means. No, to be no, English? no, no. I, I don't necessarily think it means anything. You're celebrating it. I'm not. So what? What? What exactly are you celebrating, Lisa? In a nutshell. What are we celebrating? Um, well, culture, history, um, and yeah, yeah, we're celebrating culture and history. Brilliant. That's a great if answer. If you want me to put it in a nutshell. Yeah, I do. Thank you, Lisa. I hope you have a good All day. Right. I hope it goes Thank well. You. Thank you very much indeed. There we go. That was a perfectly valid answer. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M, it's very slow southbound from Junction 2 for Wellham Green approaching the M25. And it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. In Watford, Exchange Road's also looking busy at Beach and Grove now. And in Boreham Wood, the A1 southbound has queues from the Holiday Inn to Barnet Lane. In High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking really slow in both directions. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. They seem to be running mainly to time. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. That was a feisty last 30 minutes. Thank you, guys. I love the fact, and I hope we're all friends. We're all still friends, aren't we? Because we're all still friends. You know I can take it. You can You can pretty much take it as well, can't you? St George, says Scott, the patron saint of speech-based radio, always brings gold. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kelly. Excellent stuff. Justin, thanks to all the callers. I enjoyed that a lot. Hope you did too. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Are you unpatriotic if you don't celebrate St George's Day? Last night, Nigel Farage told the BBC that the people who sneer at St George's flags are the snobby, liberal London elite. And there are lots of normal people across the country who enjoy being patriotic. UKIP culture spokesperson Patrick Whittle says the party wants St George's Day to be a bank holiday as there's more to life than just the economy and patriotism is important. Well, this morning, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Are you unpatriotic if you don't celebrate St George's Day? Pick up the phone, join the conversation on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton Lollipop Man suspended after stopping fire engine, EU leaders to discuss migrant crisis and UKIP to launch bank holiday plan for St George's Day. BBC Three Counties Radio. An investigation is taking place into why Lollipop Man stopped a fire engine on its way to a 999 call in Luton. It's claimed firefighters had to physically remove the crossing attendant from the street outside William Austin Junior School. He's been suspended while the Borough Council carry out an investigation. Jackie Britton, who lives nearby, saw what happened. They came down the road, the sirens were, were flashing. When they were on top of him the first time, when he was still crossing the children, they were still going. Then they turned them off, and I suppose they, they couldn't believe 
no more than I could of what was going on. Italy is urging the European Union to consider taking military action to stop the flow of migrants trying to cross from North Africa to Southern Europe. David Cameron will attend an emergency meeting of EU leaders in Brussels today to discuss the growing migrant crisis in the Mediterranean. More from Katia Adler. We've seen a draft proposal of what countries will be asked to sign up to. could still change, but it includes plans to boost EU maritime patrols, helping to rescue migrants, and also to target those people traffickers, including getting a military 